Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What's up, everybody? How are you all doing? Hope the week is going good so far. Hope you had a nice weekend. Coming up on this show uh, today is good friends of mine, Jaded. We had Nari and Teo from Jaded. Sadly, Jordan couldn't make it, um, but we had a proper good laugh. This was actually the longest podcast we've done. It's about just over two hours. Good fun. Uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Ladies and gents, Jaded. And we're live. Jaded. We've got two members of Jaded. Nari, Teo. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Teo, a.k.a. Joe Exotic, a.k.a. Big Tasty, that you were just trying to explain, but we need to go more into depth on why you, you've actually... This isn't a nickname that anyone's given you. This is a nickname that you've given yourself. So first of all, the fact that somebody has given themselves a name, Big Tasty, I feel like we need some explaining going on well unfortunately i said it all before we went live so i don't really know what i've got to say now but, uh, <laughs> no listen like i said man it's a social experiment to see just what can catch on because not a single soul has called me big tasty <laughs> i'm big tasty the merch is gonna be big tasty and it's all gonna catch on and you're oh, gonna man. see in a year's time we're gonna be called the three tasty <laughs> what do you think about that, Naz? What do you think about the three tasties? I think we should be called Tre Tasty. Tre- Ooh. Ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's not, it's not a thing yet. Yeah. But just get ready for it. You're gonna see next nice year. About like a few, a few, a few months ago, Taylor started just saying, just calling himself Big Tasty. Like we'll be like. Where are you, Taylor? Like, he started referring to himself in third person as Big Tasty. So I'm like, yo, where are you at, man? Session started. He goes, Big Tasty will be there in 10 minutes. I'm like, what? Big Tasty? <laughs> Man, he's actually gone as far as naming his company after as well. Oh, man. You yeah. haven't, have you? He has. <laughs> he has. He's so serious. He's not... Man, I'm telling you, Big Tasty... If it, I mean, I hope he picks up because it's fucking amazing. It's, it's brilliant. No, well, let's, let's, I'm let's for it. Unfortunately, it's really, it's really messed me up though because I, I've called it Grand Tasty Limited, right? Even better. With the Axon Crab and the Grande. <laughs> yeah, so, and so basically, I, I thought it would be really clever to put an Axon Crab on the E, even though I'm not sure like that's how you spell it, but whatever. And now all the letters I get for my company, like everything is like, it will say grand. And then there's like five, 
different like exclamation mark things and it's like I'm, I've confused everyone I've confused myself every time I get a letter for Grand Tasty the missus gives me a letter she's like that's a stupid letter <laughs> 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 Maybe accountant because so, yeah. he fucks up all of his all of his numbers and like with all of that shit. Anyway, uh, listen, I'm Naz. I'm, uh, I'm taking off the the Axon crab. So well, I tried Are to you? look into it yesterday. I looked into it yesterday. It was a bit long. I'll get it sorted tomorrow. The confusion will end at some point. I think it's wise. Thanks. Apologies to anyone who's been affected by Grand Tasty Limited. <laughs> Well, that was the first three minutes of pure brilliance. It's probably the best opening to a podcast, I would say. Let's be honest. Oh, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> so, what have you all been up to? How's uh, how's lockdown life been? Um, it's been, it's not been bad. We just got we just got a couple of bits of new gear. We just got we're just saying got a profit OB six that we're just digging in like. This week and yeah, we just that's that's all I want to do. Shame, right it's a shame. It's a shame we didn't get it like when the whole pandemic started. Like ordering, I thought it'd be you know get green screen, start doing everything, and the things that were available to me on Amazon or even any of these other things where we would get like Andertons, for instance, where we got all our equipment from. Shout out to Andertons. Um, yeah. It was just such a nightmare getting anything. So it's like the pandemic ends and now we get the OB6. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think the pandemic has ended yet, man. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's ended yet. In Big Tasty's world, it has. In Big Tasty, no, Big Tasty is the pandemic. <laughs> but listen, in, ta- yeah, in Tasty's world, it's been a fun pandemic. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to sit here and tell you I haven't... Tasty's been enjoying himself during this pandemic. It's it. me, me and Nari, we've had two completely different routines. It's like I'm, I'm hearing he's waking up at five in the morning. Well, I'm seeing it. Like I'll wake up in the morning. I'm not waking up too late, but like nine o'clock, wake up. I'll go look at on the jaded stories, and it's like, oh my god, Nari was doing a jog in the woods three hours ago. <laughs> You've gone quiet yeah. on us. It's gone really quiet. Oh, can you hear me now? Oh, man, it's my headphones. Get those headphones out. One second. Jokes, <laughs> our tickets left. <laughs> Sorry, for anybody that's not... Tasty, tasty. For anybody that's watching this, um, Teo's name on uh, Zoom is Joe Exotic. And <laughs> it just came up with Joe Exotic has left the building pretty much. <laughs> Tay- no, no, he's crying his eyes out over here. Yeah, so if you haven't uh, if you haven't subscribed, go check this out on YouTube. It's uh always good fun. I think yeah, I think is it up or down. Yeah, no. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I never know. I'll... right, let's try getting back in. Big tasty. This- this is not making a good uh <laughs> <Magister. No. laughs> Tasty's back. Tasty's anyway, back. Well what's, what's been going on so, with you uh, not much man. For me it's just like I've I've been super lucky. I've just been in the countryside making music and training, really. And cooking. And cooking a lot. 
Yeah, mate, you got you got your cooking page, like Instagram page as well, which I'll follow. Yeah, Will makes you hungry, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it does make me hungry. <laughs> now, listen, listen, everything that I've seen is like it's just been getting better and better. I think the last thing you posted up was a beef Wellington. Oh, last night. Was it last night? You, I, I uh, la- last night I posted a uh, like a massive sausage roll. Okay, so that was a sausage roll. Oh. I thought that was a beef Wellington. You've done beef Wellington. I've done a beef Wellington. Yeah, I did one a couple of years ago. But yeah, it was um, it was pretty good. I'm I'm digging it. Um, That sausage was a vibe. I'm the big tasty seal of approval. One hundred percent. There she is. Yeah, big ass sausage. Look at that. Oh, what's in there? What is that? So it's beef. Ground beef. It's got sweet chili sausage meat in as well, and it's got uh, shiitake mushrooms. Oh, oh bang! Come on, Willie. Keep hey, talking hey, dirty Tez, to me. Tez, Tez, uh, I'm Mr. Big Tasty. Okay, Tez is a bit of a food connoisseur here as well. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I, I am indeed. I mean, listen, this is a bit. I mean, look, Italian roots, and now <laughs> the time. I can always look, don't get me wrong. Like I love to eat, but it was. It's always been. Pastas, the passion. Do you know what I mean? If I've got to get rid of something in this world, it's not going to be pasta. And so if someone's like, "What's your hobby?" You're like pasta. Yeah, essentially making love to pasta. <laughs> and um, yeah, but anyway, I've really these. If, if we're talking about what we've been getting up to during this pandemic, I've finally refined my pasta cooking skills. I'm legit now. So I'm you just, make you making fresh pasta? Not fresh. I mean, we did it. We did Come a gnocchi, Come which on. was a little bit. Well, listen. The last time we did the fresh pasta, it was like the whole the kitchen's become my studio now, and it was like flour everywhere. Every little nook and cranny had some sort of flour on it and whatnot. So That's not flour. Like, That's not flour, know, mate. Come on. Just, <laughs> you know? So yeah, basically, now my pasta got good, but it's a dry thing all the time. But anyway, so you're, cool. t- so you're telling me all the white powder on all of our gear is flour. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're going with? Yeah, you just went 13 on Tasty. <laughs> Tasty's getting no, called out. Fla- flour is, mate. Flour is. Yeah, okay, listen. It was flour, right? Um, disco flour, should we say. Is that a thing? Disco yeah, flour. Like if, Mr. Big, if Mr. Big Tasty wants it to be a thing, it's a thing, bro. Big Tasty presents Disco Flower. <laughs> Listen, we're thinking about doing a podcast as well, so I mean, it was good to get on here, but maybe that's what the name of the podcast should be. Disco Flower. Mate, it could be whatever you wanted it to, wanted to be. I think I'm it down. should be like Big Tasty presents Disco Flower. Mm. <laughs> this is good, but this is, we're shooting the shit now. I like that. We're, it's come out <laughs> of a few ideas already, is it? This has been very beneficial. I think I'm you should definitely do a podcast, though. I think a lot yeah, of people man. would would like this a lot. Because are you still doing the barbershop, by the way? No, the barbershop stopped in November. So it's been to this now, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually really dislike doing mixes, and was like, I did four years at the barbershop, and was like, why am I doing this? I don't enjoy doing it. Um, yeah. I, the, and the bit that I did enjoy it was like the interview part it was like talking to people yeah cool so it's like i don't know it's 
yeah, it's, this is much more fun. And you can just talk just about anything you fucking want for as long as you want. There's no, like, there's no time length. It's not going on a radio station or anything like that. It's You can swear, you can do whatever you want. Whereas before... Yeah. There's, like, plenty, there's plenty mixes about as well, let's be honest. There's plenty mixes, like... I started going back listening to, to mixes from 2014 now. I was listening to, like, a mix of Dixon from, like, 2014 when I'm my boys. I was like, sounds fresh still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that- <laughs> The thing is also, especially now with like every Tom, Dick and Harry and their dog doing live streams, it's like, it's... Uh, we have to say Tom, Dick and Ali. Yeah, Ali. Ali. Tom, Dick and Ali. Racial we're, quality. We're inclusive of Nari's Iranian roots over there. Tom, Dick and Ali. Tom, Dick and Ali, Any... okay. <laughs> Tom, Dick and Ali. <laughs> But yeah, every like, listen, every Tom, Dick, and Ali is doing a, uh, They're all fucking doing it. Have you been doing any live streams? No, I've refused. Um, really? Yeah, I've. First of all, so uh, one of my mates at Pioneer, he sent me some decks at the beginning of the like lockdown, and was like, "Crack on, son! Like, get on your get get your live stream on." And then I was like. I didn't really want to just jump into it. And then they asked for their decks for their decks back. So I sent the, the decks back <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm still don't, I, I just don't, we, I know me and Nari spoke about this before, but like just not that fussed about doing a live stream unless it's something special. I don't see the, yeah. I don't see any, <clears throat> of course people are going to like it, but I'd rather give something a little bit special to people like, I don't know. I think like ticketed live event live streams is a little bit different just because not f- necessary for us to make money, but it just makes it more of a, Oh, I've actually paid to watch this. So I'm going to actually fully interact and fully watch it. You're invested. Yeah. Whereas yeah, I think when so. you're on your Instagram or you're on your YouTube, it's like people just watch it and then put, like go and cook and do whatever and just aren't actually fully into it. Yeah. yeah. True, man. No, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's how that's been our reservation. I mean, we still did a few, but yeah. Do you hey, do you see this one with the one only live stream that I've seen that has actually blown my mind? <clears throat> I don't know if it was like Coachella were doing it, but it was the Do Lab. It was Shiba San DJ. Did you see that stream? No, which one was that? I mean, it was like they re they remade the Do Lab, and it's like, but they've made it like a Sims sort okay. of graphic. So it's like really? basically like. Like game graphics, yeah. but they're streaming Shibasan onto like the deck. So he was still like Playing. normal looking. Oh man, I don't even know how to explain it, but like mate. that was the one stream I've seen where like, oh great, like there's actually been some some value put into it, if yeah. you know what I mean. I'm waiting for well, talking, yeah. talking of games, you've seen this Minecraft lineup. I'm doing it. We're doing it as well. We're on it. It's almost like it's almost like who's not doing it. So I, yeah. when I first is got, there any, is there any DJ that's not doing this festival? <laughs> like, I was really excited about it, and then it's like, oh, I see the whole world's in the lineup. Okay. So when when I first got asked to do it, it this is like pretty much at the beginning of lockdown. I was like, yeah, this seems pretty interesting, and they were like, it's gonna be like super exclusive, like, but like it's only these these stages gonna happen, and then I was like, got more and more like heard more and more about it and more and more people talking about it i'm like oh you're you're doing it as well and then it's like my mate was like oh yeah i'm doing it as well and i'm like wait a minute this is just turned into an absolute shit show and they like yeah this is yeah let's fuck it let's say let's say let's see how they manage it let's see how they manage it well it's great but they 
sell it to you saying that you're going to make this much money by oh the 60 40 split yeah, yeah it's, it's an interesting concept because like because like the travis scott one with Fortnite, he got like paid like a million dollars or whatever but this one is that they're giving us shares in the festival but is it in like our segment of the festival yeah it's like, just in your know? segment so it's yeah. it's it's i don't know how i feel about it i think at the end of the day the only people benefiting from it in financially is going to be the people actually organizing it because it's just pure content it's like it's like music sales now if you know what i mean <laughs> like on all the big download platforms they don't rely on one artist to sell thousands of copy they copies they rely on tens of thousands of artists to, to sell like one record um mm, yeah. it's just pure <clears throat> quantity but i don't know <laughs> i don't really i don't really i think it's great for for like obviously the consumers this whole com- minecraft thing but well listen how, I, did, you, I, how, did, how did you I get on with your fun. avatar did you have to make a little avatar character i tried to and then they were like we'll do it for you if you want and i was like yeah crack on <laughs> i completely fucked up man i got a friend of mine who's got like an eight-year-old son who's absolutely <laughs> mad about minecraft and i was just like uh can you just do it for me send it send it to this kid he just does it on his phone completely like can't save the fight it's an absolute nightmare send me some weird file only like the day before we have to submit it i'll go to the studio i see tails and jordans and i look at mine i'm like why does your one look Amazing, like yours. Yeah, yeah. Angles. My, one, did the my character just got a face. I was like, yeah. yeah. He only did the front, and he had like a see-through back. But like, this kid, <laughs> this eight-year-old that we're talking about, it completely forgot about the fact that like this thing's made out of blocks, isn't it? It's like a little Lego character. So of course he's gonna have a back and an ass. It's just gonna be square. He's just I got a square ass. Overestimate his abilities and like. And then Teo literally last minute had to help me make it. I was just like, all right, cool. <clears throat> I tell you, but the thing is, the, 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 I don't know, I, I, made, I made him look legit. But the only thing is, for you guys, see, like, Will, you got the beard. I could somehow do a hat. I could do you. Nari, he's got the hat. He's got the goatee. It's, it's good. But, like, with me, I'm just kind of like a, I don't know. I, I don't even, it's not easy to be able to put a characteristic into a little block. But anyway, I found a way to, like, change the shade of my beard and i've i mean i've recently shaved my head as well and it's it's thinning on these sides as you can see and I, anyway i've kind of like i'd say like it's thinning light. everywhere let's be honest I know. <laughs> 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 don't, uh, don't be coming for tasty like that man. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, oh, okay. Now, now we're, we're talking in third person. Now. Wait, then, take it <laughs> you go game, talking man. about yourself in third person again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Person. Anyway, listen. My Minecraft character. If you see, I've somehow given myself a skinhead that has a receding hairline as well. So, I mean, I've somehow got a receding hairline. Mate, you you hair. literally <laughs> made my beard look so. You just put a line on my beard like I'm not doing I was like, oh, right. I wasn't, I wasn't going to complain. Details. I wasn't going to complain. It's fine. Yeah, it's I don't. Fine. I I've never even gone on Minecraft, so I don't even know what it's going to even look like. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't Weird. know. It's going to work. Let's see. Isn't I there wish, like I a billion people that use it or something? Like, what's the what's the actual number of people that actually let me watch let me Google it? this. It's going to be mad number, crazy. It's a, it's a strange one, man, because it's like I thought it was a game for kids, like. The, the seven to like 10 age group was where it was at. But now I'm hearing like, like no disrespect, but I'm hearing like grown ass men are doing it as well. So like, 
91. Fortnite was fun, but... 91 what? 91 million people. (laughs) (laughs) So we're playing to potentially 91 million people. Now, only five people might show up to our tent, but like... Big yeah, but we'll tell everyone 91 million people. Look, listen, if I speak to my dad or whatever, he's like, hey, Minecraft. <laughs> what is it, Minecraft? <laughs> we are 91, 91 million people, mate. Get with it. Mate, I've been telling people 1 billion. I've been over-exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm playing a show to 1 billion people. <laughs> uh, but people don't know, innit? 1 billion. Big no, Tasty, what are you doing? 91 million and 1 billion. What's the difference? Like, after like a million... Like who cares? Like the numbers just—it's just—it's just zeros, isn't it? Whatever. I like that way of looking at it. I'm just gonna just big tasty, exaggerate. Big now. tasty. What are you? What are you doing? Because you are like giving. You're all oh, over sorry. the place. Can you like stand still? Man, I'm getting motion. <laughs> Same. I'm gonna like puke <laughs> watching you. Listen, I guess I'm I'm doing it on my phone. I've had all these meetings. Like everyone's either doing it on their laptop or they've like placed it in a nice place, and I'm just do it on my phone i forget about it like in general all the zoom meetings that we've done during this pandemic is it's like it started off straight then i started moving then a, cl- a, a layer of clothing would start getting removed and it just got to the point where like every meeting we had i would get more and more naked as it went on and yeah now like just consider yourself lucky i'm wearing something today. true yeah, true give it time though <laughs> We're only 20 yeah. minutes in. It's too early. It's too early. <laughs> can you like just, can you just put the phone down though? <laughs> so yeah. you don't give us motion sickness. That's so much better. That party flat. Listen, that, my laptop. You like, can you hear? You, you can, it's fine, okay, right? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. That party okay. flowers got to you, mate. That's what's, that's what's causing you. Well, it's, it's giving you restless flower, legs. It's got flowers. <laughs> Hey, so, Will, what have you been working on anyways? What's, what's going on? What's, what's uh, what You've got a lot of gear on? behind you. I know you're making bangers out there. Um, I like the look of your room, man. It's nice. No, it looks good. It's like a, is it a barn? It's a barn, right? It's like an old converted cow shed, yeah. So mm. this is where the cows used to live in the studio right now. Um, where the magic used to happen. Yeah. Oi, oi. <laughs> but no, I've just been working on a load of music. I took like... You know those weeks when you can't write anything? I had like two weeks where I was just banging my head against a brick wall trying to write music and just failing massively. And then you guys sent me the, the run vocal. and Oh, hello. Hello there, cheeky. Um, yeah, it's a good record, that. So, yeah. I've been doing a bunch of remixes as well, which has been quite nice. Um, oh, yeah. Who have you remixed? Anyone you can share? Yeah, okay. so I did Duke Demont. That's coming oh, out. Duke Demont remix is coming out in September. Uh, I did a Faithless. You did Faithless. Yeah, man. Yeah, they the are. They, yeah, they're doing a new album, <laughs> which I actually just think <laughs> I've just been told that I think it's the whole album's been like either postponed or dropped. I don't know. So, so it might not actually come out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then I did. Can you remember Panau? Yeah, yeah, of course. So yeah. I've just done a yeah, Panau yeah. remix as well. And uh, oh, the Empire of the Sun guys. I don't know. One of them was in Empire of the Sun. Oh, was yeah. was he? I didn't know that. The vocalist, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Australian. Yeah, yeah, Australian guys, yeah. And then, yeah, have you ever heard of an artist called Elohim? No. E-L-O-H-I-M. No. She's like, uh, she's, it's quite like an eclectic kind of indie kind of singer, songwriter. Um, I've just been, I've just literally finished a remix of her today. Oh, yesterday. Um, oh, wow. yeah. Banging them out. To be honest, you're quick, brother. I realized after I work with you, like, she said. you would have a draft or like a first version o- over, like, in the morning. I have, yeah, like, it a, a long time to get to version 10. You seem to get to version 10 and, like, one day <laughs> i just like that have is, this is, like ocd where i have to finish something yeah. i think it's like yeah. even when i was at school like you know when you get home and you got homework i couldn't wait i had to just get it done really yeah i could know because because i'd want to go and do something but yeah i didn't want it in the back of my head that i've got to do something and do you the- work well to deadlines or not or you you, you set your own deadlines because you know, it sounds like you don't even need deadlines. It's like as soon as the the the, the assignment is assigned to it's you, done. just do it. Yeah, yeah. So you don't even need to have. It. I don't know. It's weird, my man. At uni, yeah, <clears throat> I went I went to Portsmouth Uni, and I was and I studied pharmacy for four years. So the exams were like intense. They were like deadlines that you had to hand in coursework. And we had a master's space. Mate, literally, I would, I would always leave it till the last minute. It was just like one of them ones. So yeah. I was just like, I would get it. I would go do everything else, make beats. <laughs> can go to parties whatnot, and then I'll be like oh I'll go hand in that pharmacology unit shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I like I like projects so for me is like if I get to the studio and I'm like have no idea in my head what I want to write or I have like no no like vocals or no like kind of riffs or anything like that I'm I I'm stuck I'm like completely stuck. But if I go into the studio and be like, okay, I want to, like the other day I, I did it, I think I sent you it, like the Aretha Franklin record. I was like, I really want to do a record with Aretha Franklin in. And I've always wanted to do one, but just never done it. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, that's that's my goal for today is to write a record with Aretha Franklin. So I, I do that and then I'm like, oh, okay, now I want to write a gospel record. So mm-hmm. I'll go and find some, it might take me two days to find a, the right gospel thing but then when i found it i'll crack on with it isn't it isn't it it's it's like it's i know people are always just like oh you shouldn't go like you should just go to a studio and see what happens but like isn't it so much better when you like before you even get to the studio you have an and it kind of like an exact idea of what you want to do and then you actually do it and it sounds exactly how you wanted it to sound I think that's one of the most pleasing feelings ever. One second. I mean, look, one second. Big, big tasty. Can you move your phone a little bit out? Like it's echoing, so it's like coming through twice. Is that? Oh uh, wait, let me let put, me put my headphones. Yeah, put your headphones in. Yeah. One yeah. Hello, hello. That's much better. I oh, know. Wait, I took. I took. No, wait. Joe Exotics left the building again. <laughs> Joey, Joey crack. I mean, hey, what what a sign of the times, eh? I mean, bloody that doesn't Joe Exotics seem like a lifetime ago? I haven't even watched it yet. What? Oh, wow. What? Yeah, I have. Oh, hey, it's everything you you love, everything about it. Not, not that I say, not that, not, 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 not saying, not that you're say. into like, <laughs> I'm not saying that you're into like, 
<laughs> Meth taking, gay, tiger owning, murderous people. I'm just saying. <laughs> but you will love everything about it because it's just bonkers. The whole thing is bonkers. Yeah, I've I started watching it and it was I was in like the first ten minutes. There we go, he's back. First ten minutes and I was like, I can't handle this. This is way it's, too much. It was, it was, yeah, it was a bit much. It, it, in the end, it could they could have shaved. I feel like they could have shaved off an episode or two as well. Like, could have shown us the madness and then leave it. But they, they really rubbed the whole meth taking thing in our face. It was a bit. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I, know I think it played a major role now. in all the decisions, man. They had to bring like Yeah, like every decision that was made was purely made of meth. Like, fair enough. You got man, they were running a tiger zoo off meth. Like, you know how what do you not have respect? You know, you know what was the best part for me? It's like when like in like episode seven, you find out all of these men that he's been married to or like having sex with, none of them are gay. That, they were just doing it for the math. They were just doing it for the math. <laughs> That's that's literally the power of meth. It's oh, it will literally yo. turn you gay. It will meth <laughs> just make make you do anything. Like, oh, gee. Like, the oh, guy who's hey, getting hey, married hey. to him, getting tattoos of his name on him on themselves. Spoiler like, oh. alert! Hey, yeah, spoiler anyway. alert! Spoiler alert! Like, if you haven't seen it by now, you deserve to get spoiled. But okay. <laughs> yeah, I I I can't do it. I I it was like the. Have you seen the Jeffrey Epstein? I'm oh my god! Right. I, I watched. Was... I watched that for like 15 minutes, and I was like, I cannot listen to another girl talk about how they yeah, got abused, true. like when they were like 12 by a fucking old man. The the worst Wait, they, thing they, about they, 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 there they, loads they, of them going back and forth. They, God knows how. Like I don't know how he developed that system, but it was it was working. I mean, not working for him. It was. For him, it was what in the end, it's mad to think that, like, this guy. I think the whole I think for what I gathered from it, he's just basically used all of these people's weird, perverted fetishes and whatever, and just completely used it against the rich and just got his money that way, essentially. See, I think it's th- funny. Go on, go on. No. Isn't it funny how, like, the royal family always somehow becomes associated to one of these things? Yeah, like, <laughs> always one of them like creeps in goes. <laughs> what's your like, thoughts? What's your thoughts on the royal family? Look, man, I, I, I think the royal family serves a purpose in this country. Agreed. Because I feel like they're almost like they give a status to this country. It's like it's almost like a marketing tool. Do you know what I mean? Like, look yeah. at the amount of Americans that come over to England. They're like, yeah, the Queen. Yeah. It's like we don't give a shit here, really. We're just like, whatever, whatever. Would they have that vibe? Like, yeah. They wouldn't really. But like most people wouldn't come. Like monarchy adds. Like I'm actually not for monarchy in general, but it it serves a purpose. In other countries, let's say in the Middle East, if you have a monarch, they're like, it's different to having a monarch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're like they serve different purposes. So. Well, listen. At least, at least, what's his name? Uh, God, I forgot. What's his name? William. At least William and Harry. They've turned out to be relatively good eggs. I mean, we might find out it's not the case, and they were part of like some mad pedo ring. But for the time being, it looks like they're making an effort to kind of adapt to the change. You know what I mean? I think their uncle Andrew's done enough for the pedos. Yeah, Andrew. Who, Uncle Andy? Uncle <laughs> Andy. Andy. <laughs> Yo, An- Uncle Andy's gonna get his ass handed to him. What? They're gonna take him to court, bro. They're now. They're, I think there was something going on where they got where the the American police have gone. 
Andrew is not cooperating. He's not like answering questions. They've gone, they're going to go for him. I swear to God, if they get Andrew on a stand in a courtroom, he can't, you see, you see that, you see the interview he did with like, what was it, BBC or Channel 4 yeah. or whatever? He did that interview. The guy actually was like sweating and, and saying, I have a condition where my sweat glands don't work, so I can't sweat. Therefore, I was not in that picture with picture with that girl. As he's saying that, there's sweat dropping from his face. <laughs> like, mate, that is not going to stand in the court of law. You need to do better than that. No, but he did do better, though. He went, he went and took it a bit further. He was like, nah, listen, I wasn't there that day, man. I was at Pizza Express with my daughter. <laughs> right? oh, Pizza Express in Woking. <laughs> I mean, what? What you remember every visit you made to Pizza Express? Twelve yeah? years ago. Twelve years ago, I went to Pizza Express. Twelve Express years ago, mate. And then, and then the and then the comments, the 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 Google reviews on Pizza Express Woking. If you went on there, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, unforgettable, yeah, yeah. unforgettable margaritas. <laughs> no, 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 uh, <laughs> I love I love the like British humor. It just like okay. it's just something that is just I don't think you get it anywhere else. It's so dry. But it's, it's like so dry. It's like with the Colston with that Edward is it Edward Colston? I can't remember his name. Yeah, the, sta- Colston, yeah. the statue when <laughs> it got put in the river and then you went on Google Maps and it he was actually <laughs> it, he was actually in the river. <laughs> Uh, shout, shout out to all the man from Bristol. You guys are shout, doing the most. shout out to Colston, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it all. Hey man, and then, and, and then the, the, the racists were trying to get the statue out of the water, and they were using a pole for Edward Colston to grab onto. <laughs> There's like a picture of a guy feeding in a pole to help him get Is out. There really? I think. The, the, did they get him out? Made. I think they're putting him in a museum. I think. I think the mayor of Bristol is putting him in a museum. They're like doing it. Probably made of yeah. A British probably made of pure we, bronze, man. It's probably expensive. It's probably yeah. not like. What do we, the, listen, fair enough. Fair enough. That guy, he had to go. He had a good run. But what about Churchill? Do, is Churchill May. thing? May, have you seen what's going on with the Churchill statue? It's I crazy. saw the video yesterday. So but they're got, talking about getting him down. Yeah. All right. Cool. Look, that's. But let, let me say this thing first, and then we can talk about it. So people have gone spread like Churchill was racist and all of that on his on his um, statue. Yeah, Churchill was a nonce. Yeah, well, <laughs> probably was. But then there's a bunch there's a bunch of EDL guys who are now protecting it twenty four seven. They're like around it, so no one can attack the statue of Churchill anymore. Yeah, but now there's a video of someone filming these EDL guys just like mad skinheads around the, around the statue. Some random guys playing Bob Marley. These guys are all dancing to Bob Marley. <laughs> the church is from black, black people or whatever, who are like colored people, or like people against racism. It is the best fucking thing ever. You need to find that video. It's just like, are we not seeing the irony here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hi. It's not, it's not about that for them, though. It's just, it's, it's, we don't need any more colored people in our country, do we? Yeah. Look, man, with the whole Churchill thing, look, it's because. Just because Churchill was against the biggest racist in the world doesn't does not not make him a racist. Do you understand? So it's like we yeah. can't say just because he defeated Hitler, he wasn't a racist. Yeah, you understand? He was. You could still like. You could still be a racist. Like you could still be, be racist. racist. You could. You, you could, could just being a little bit racist. You're still racist. Yeah, like, totally. You know I mean? Yeah, like he murked off the Bangladeshis. He murked off the Indians. He murked off 
so many like he he he, he did his so what, fair share. So what we say? I want to know because me personally, I mean, if he's got to go, he's got to go. Do you know what I mean? I don't, Man, do you look, think there there is not there is not a single politician that has not been a tyrant, including everyone's beloved Barack Obama. Like they've yeah. all been tyrants. Like they've all bombed and killed people and totally. caused famines as a byproduct of their, of their legislations and their policies. So it's like, where do you draw the line? Cool. Where do you draw the line? Yeah, exactly. Where do you draw the line? They're all bad. They're, none of them are really good. Like and, they, they just got better marketing. Like Obama's a marketing genius. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, that's all it is. And I think this is the thing that I struggle with. Obviously, I'm just a white dude in the middle of the countryside. And... For, for me, it's like, <laughs> for me, it's please, like, please bring us over. Yeah, it's like, where, where, where do you, without, I don't want to kind of set myself up to be cancelled in this situation because that's happening a lot as well. But it's like, there's history and do you have to rewrite history or do you have to forget history or do we, by having history, do we learn from history and do we move forward from history? Well, and it's about, of course, I don't necessarily agree that you should always be reminded of history and reminded how bad it was and things like that all the time with it, with like statues kind of showing over. Yeah. But like, let's say for instance, with Bristol is like that dude, he, Edward Colston, he was a fucking awful man. And what what his actions did there's there's nothing good that came out of that in the grand scheme of things um then again the, he created bristol bristol wouldn't be there if it wasn't for him and half of bristol's named after him so <clears throat> i don't know i'm i'm not really kind of going in depth with it so I, there yeah. could be people that know a lot well there's a lot more people that know a lot more about me about it than me but it's like well then do you change the names of like all the roads in bristol do you like look, do you change look, man, it, i don't know I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult because firstly you say history what is history yeah. history is written by by predominantly the people who have won the wars by the yeah. people who have succeeded and completely destroyed any remnants of the, the, the people they've lost. Yeah. And and history is modern day history is majority of it is written by in the West anyways by white scholars and white totally, histor yeah. historians. So therefore it's we don't know if even if the history is 100 percent true. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? So we don't we don't know these things. We can't we can only go based on documents that have been written by a guy, but that guy could have been a racist. How do we know the guy who wrote yeah. but the whole roads and names and that, look, man, whenever there's like, when, when there was a revolution in Iran in 1979 and they got rid of the king, the Shah, yeah. and the Islamic revolution happened, they changed every Everything. street name. They yeah. changed every school name. They changed, like, it just went so far as like the smallest avenue, the name got changed. Yeah. They changed all of the names. So it's like, it can happen, but what's the purpose? Like, what's the point? Like, maybe if we were to make the whole coastal <laughs> thing a symbol of, Mo as as a moment of change, those names can remain to remind us of the terrible past and how we can improve it in the future. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they can serve as 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 a yeah. purpose, but it's just it's just about raising awareness. And that's what I gathered about. from what Will was saying. Really, it's like a, maybe keep these things around as a reminder of how not to be moving forward. Well, Banksy's Banksy. Do you see the Banksy thing? No, Banksy what did he do? Down. So Banksy said, "Cool, we've taken the statue down." He's done a drawing of like a few people pulling down the statue. Yeah. And he goes, why don't you make this yes. the statue? Yeah. Of the statue being pulled down, that's the new statue. Yeah. 
of saying that's the movement. That was the start of this movement in totally. Britain or in Bristol. And that's like a monumental time. So I think that's, if we're going to have statues of these slave owners, let's have statues of, of the terrible things they did as well. Do you know what I mean? Have, have them show, show maybe images of them and their boats and their slaves and the people that died to be like, look, this guy, fine. He, he made loads of schools and libraries, but also these were his ships. Yeah. So, and bro, in, in Britain, really, when, when, when we studied history, literally, they taught us nothing about you colonization. Nothing. We just we just learned about Henry VIII and all of his wives. Like, I knew Henry VIII's wives' name, like, like the back of my hand. Like, yeah, yeah. why do I need to know that? Yeah. Why don't we talk about colonization? Hey, like, hey no, that just stop you there. Like, hey, all right, we get it, Henry. You were slanging dick left, right, and center, all right? <laughs> He was. <laughs> he was. He was the biggest. He player. created his own. He created his own religion to slang all day. He yeah. was. He was. He was the old Jeffrey Epstein. He was literally like. <laughs> he really was. He wrote the. He wrote the rule book on that. <laughs> but I, I. I hear what you're saying, and I. I. I don't know. Where, I still don't know where I stand, but I definitely think it should be used more as an education. I. I totally agree with you. One of my mates, she's studying. She's like doing a history degree at this moment in time, and. She's like, we all we literally learn about is World War One and World War Two. And it's like yeah. there's so much more history in this world than that. And especially the British. Like, at the end of the day, if we were gonna like England took over everyone and killed, pillaged, raped, everything. If you know what And I mean. now we're looking at America like they're the problem. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there's huge issues here, one hundred percent. Um and don't get me wrong, I do feel like we are evolved a little more than America. We, we I, I don't think you can say we're as, I don't think it's right to say we're better than America because I don't think we are, but we're definitely more evolved. America's two, uh, like 200 years old or however old it is, where we're fucking like thousands of years old. If you know I mean, we've had a lot more yeah. time to like evolve as human <clears throat> beings and as a, as a race. Um, but I just, I just don't know how I feel about everything. I, I, th- I think they, we just got to talk about it, man. Totally, like, yeah. you just need to talk about it. You see, like, the thing is, like, the Europeans have a bit more shame about yeah, their past than Americans. Yeah. Like, you look at Germany, like, the way they teach about Nazi, Hitler, yeah. all of that stuff, it's like, they talk with real shame. Like, it's like, they are so upset at themselves do you think that was because it was only 70 years ago yeah, yeah exactly bro like they have to teach in like in like if, in, in germany if you be like oh i don't know about this holocaust thing like you're fucked like you, you could go to prison do you ever like uh, obviously no one no one is saying that shit yeah but like i'm just saying like if you whereas in america there's loads of people going i don't know man we're gonna look at this and it's like they're like and the people are going hell yeah let's see yeah it's like okay they can talk about that shit but in germany there's such shame and rightly so, do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was unbelievably horrible. It's like they they start to educate their children about a lot more, so they're open about the the the, yeah. the, 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 the terrible things that the Nazis did. And I feel like maybe England isn't as open as Germany is. Yeah, you know, do we, we don't really we don't really talk about what we did in India. When I say we, I mean like the the the, the British English, yeah. uh, what they did in Brit uh, in, in India, what they did in Africa. We don't really know. We don't really know. The Germans really know what they did. The, the Nazis. They have, like, you can go to Auschwitz. You can go, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we don't really have that. 
yeah, I totally agree. I I think it is all about education and kind of talking about it. But what's your so what's your thoughts on the whole social media thing right now? Because <clears throat> like obviously we we all kind of follow the same sort of people. We it's majority left, right? Like the majority yeah. of the left kind of types of people are on Instagram or on Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just one big noise of a lot of people saying the same thing to each other and then calling people out if somebody's even not saying something or somebody said something the wrong way that they don't agree with, if you know what yeah. I mean. And <laughs> it's like, I, I, I also think we're all, we're all actually, we all agree that Black Lives Matter, we all agree that race, racism, we want to end racism. How we get there, it might be differently. It might slow down to a certain people. But I think at the end of the day, we can all agree that we all want the same thing. There's probably a very small minority that don't. And let's be honest, there's always going to be a minority that don't want something. Yeah. Love, man. There's no, there's no nice way to do this. There's been unbelievable amounts of... Mate, it's just uncomfortable It's like the only way to do this is everyone has to go through this crap and there's no easy way to do this it's going to be painful there's going to be people no one's going to no one knows how to deal with this so people i feel like it's actually there's going to have to be casualties whether online or in real life or whatever there's going to have to be for change to happen there's no nice way to do this there's no peaceful way to do this all of you everyone's going let's keep it peaceful it's like listen mate peacefulness doesn't get anything done no not anymore you know i mean not anymore martin luther king was peaceful they still put a bullet in him mm. like Stop all that. This whole, let's be peaceful. It's yeah. like, why is it that when the Black Lives Matter movement wants to do their thing, it's got to be peaceful. But when Britain and America were going around pillaging the world, yeah, yeah. it wasn't peaceful. So it's like, let's not have double standards. It's going to be tough. There could be bloodshed. There probably needs to be for change to happen. Loads of people have to like deal with difficult conversations and difficult situations. And it is what it is. If we really want change, there will be casualties. And this is a war, really. This is a war on ignorance. This is a war on the old way of thinking. And if we want change, there will be there will be casualties. And that's we just have to accept that. And not everyone's going to get it right, man. But the whole everyone policing each other and going, oh, you didn't use the right hashtag, this and that. That stuff gets a bit petty. It's like, it's yeah. like you're... And, and there could even... People could even say, oh, these are forces that are trying to manipulate the... The movements, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean. Like, like I saw blackout, the whole blackout in itself. It did seem a little. I mean, I still posted it up because whatever. It, not to say that everyone was doing it, but like, yeah, let's all at least show that we are supporting the cause. It does seem a little bit strange that at that time where there needed to be as much as loud a voice as there needed to be, the whole thing was let's switch off from social media for a day. It just yeah. seemed a bit and, fishy. And also, they did it on Tuesday. It's like really, truly, if. if if the music industry wants to do a blackout, do it let's blackout Friday yeah. when new music comes out. Let's see how many of these major labels, Sony, Universal, Warner, whatever, they're going to hold off on the new music Friday and their positioning in the playlist. But, what? No but, one. But who, who, who actually... Out Friday, who, but, who actually started the whole... I mean, that's a, that's a big question. Who knows? Because by the, by the time it got to us, it was already like rolling. Yeah. Like we were just like, oh, we're, we're going to do it. And we did it. Everyone did it, and we supported it. Of course. But also, wouldn't it have been better to do it on Friday, where it actually would have had more impact than on a Tuesday? Maybe there are reasons why the Tuesday um, was chosen. I don't know. Maybe yeah. It was. 
It's weird. It's 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 it's, it's, it's let's be honest. Twenty twenty is like we're never going to forget twenty twenty. <laughs> I mean, this is a reach. we forget two thousand. 2019, we had Brexit and all this other madness. Everyone's forgot about That's, Brexit. I wish Brexit would come back. No one's talking Brexit about Brexit. Light work compared to this. Imagine when the Brexit tour starts. By the way, Brexit's happening and the racists. Oh, just pissed off that shit. Brexit's <laughs> happening and all the racists are still not happy. They're still pissed off. It's like, what else you want? You got your country back. <laughs> because I think the, at the end of the day, the, at, at the end of the day, the whole. Gonte. Just, I just saw something on Tommy Robinson earlier. It's just funny. EDL, is it? Was it the English Defence League? Yeah. yeah. Is that what? Is, is it? I mean, like they really make it sound like they're a bunch of like motherfucking superheroes around there. Like <laughs> that guy ain't saying shit. Yeah. I, I watched a video of them crying in prison. Yeah, yeah. Like someone doing... took a toothbrush. You know what I mean? He's, he's a but now he's trying to start a race war. I don't know if you realise this Saturday. Basically, he's called all the EDL members from around the. UK to come to London to basically fight or to protect, as he might put it, the statues and protect monuments and to come and basically fight the Black Lives Matter movement <laughs> yeah. in, in London. And it's sick fucks, basically man. sick fuck. And, and basically, this is this is the oldest trick in the book. Show up in numbers, agitate the the, the people you're trying to fight, yeah. and draw them out. Make sure you've got cameras around. Make them look like animals and violent, and get them violent. Film there, then you got propaganda for years yeah, yeah, to feed. Yeah. And then, so you see, like Akala yeah, came out, and and Akala came out, and he's basically saying, "Look, man, if you're coming from South London, East London, Northwest London, wherever, if you're coming to beef, if you're coming to fight, please don't. Just stay yeah. in your stay in your hood, stay in your ends. Don't come. So let's be peaceful. Because all you, all it takes is for one guy to like pull out a knife, or one guy to punch someone, or." It's done. It's like it, 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 they have so much more at their disposal to work with this propaganda than this Black Lives Matter movement does, really, because they're 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 pros in this. Have you seen uh, Stormzy? He's he's going to be donating ten million pounds over a course of ten years to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Wow. It's like, well, I would now. I'm seeing a lot of these guys do this now. It's like instead of like giving a chunk, they kind of. They invest. Over I guess, I guess Michael years. Jordan Michael Jordan started with hundred million dollars over ten years. That was that was the one that started off. Yeah, Michael Jordan was a hundred mid came out like last week. I think hundred million dollars over ten years. My God, wait, I guess wait, Storms is Storms is just can do ten of them. Wait, wait, that was <laughs> that was like literally Michael Jordan one of it one of his paychecks for the mate, year. That's literally like yeah. Michael Jordan going into his pocket going. Yeah, mate. <laughs> what's what's your what's your thoughts on the whole advertising? How much you donate? It's a strange one. Well, it's like I personally it's think it's a, that, really. I personally think it's a bit of a dick swinging competition. If I'm totally honest, it with you. is. And it is. don't get well, me wrong, it's, it's, it depends. It depends. If you're if you're Virgil fucking Abloh and you post a, a, a PayPal think of you donating $50 to Black Lives Matter, you're a dick. Like, you're the head of Louis Vuitton men, and you've donated $50. Maybe he's donated $50 to, like, a thousand different places, then forgive see, me, Virgil. See, that's the thing. It's Otherwise, like, if, it, if, you're, so if you're Michael Jordan, and you've gone and said, I'm doing $100 million, maybe that should be publicized, because that's going to make everyone go, whoa. Yeah. And the shock factor is worth it. 
because everyone's just going to go, oh, well, Stormzy's, Stormzy probably had the idea of donating 10 million when he saw uh, Michael Jordan do 100 million. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So it, it, can, it, can, it can spiral in a good way. In defense- what about those guys on Instagram who used to go up to like homeless people and like, Drop a hundred dollars on them. Give them, uh, give them a warm meal. That's a dick move. That's inhumane. That's so inhumane. They're fucking that's idiots. Just, there was, yeah, there was a movement right. for that. Like a lot of people would start doing that, and I was like, "What the hell is this about? Like, what, what? Like, it's great that you're helping people, but you're not doing it to help people. You're doing it to fucking get likes yeah. on your Instagram. And you're, you're, mate. Well, let's be honest. Charity in itself, charity is a business, isn't it? Let's be honest. One hundred percent. Big business. One hundred percent. Like, let's. I, my, uh, obviously, I don't know if you guys know, I think, uh, Nari, you know, my parents, they own a drug and alcohol rehab and my mum used to sit on a board for a charity rehab mm-hmm. and she like ended up quitting cause it was like, obviously she doesn't get paid for it. And she was just sat on this board and like all the directors, all the staff were earning like so much fucking money from this, from this place. And then yeah. they would give to class themselves as a charity, they would give one bed away a year to, for charity. And you're just like, where, where they is include this? include a mattress? I don't know. Probably not knowing that place. And then you're just like, this is, this is fucking ridiculous. And then, and then you look at like all the huge charities and how much they get given and, and how much they actually give. And you're just like, this, yeah, this joke. is not... Joke. It's like, and I think if like storms, joke. If, like clean, like the clean water charities, all of that, you should have, you should have sorted the clean water situation by now. Come on, dude. in Africa, like there's been yeah. enough money donated to sort. Where is it all going? Yeah. So the CEOs and the directors and the management teams are all getting hundred k, two hundred k salaries just to like do their meetings and char- charitable work. Well, what do you think? What do you think of doing like releasing a single, not even a single, like releasing music? And all proceeds go to a charity. Let's say, for instance, right now we'll say Black Lives Matter. If the charity, if, if you can, if, if you can look at the charity and you can make sure it goes to the right place and it, and it actually gets to the people in need, yeah. But there's a lot of charities, man, like Oxfam and all of these. They're just massive corporations. Yeah, Oxfam like and Coca-Cola are no different to each other. Like, I mean, Oxfam they sponsored Barcelona for like two years. Yeah, mate. It's like, well, no, no, Barcelona gave that to them for free, obviously. They didn't pay Barcelona. Barcelona was like, we're going to do a charitable thing and you can have your thing on us. It's just a tax write-off, let's sure. be honest. It's just a tax write-off. Exactly. If you, if you, why is it, why is it that like they're all, all the biggest like billionaires, they all just have loads of charities. Yeah. Mate, charity is a See, good way. I've got friends of mine who work in charities and they tell me all the time, they're like, mate, I'm going to make a killing in charity. <laughs> like, yeah, what? it's fucked. It's so fucked. You see, uh, this, I, might, uh, this might be a good time to look at if Epstein's got any charities uh, that he was working yeah, with. He's probably got child help helpline. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at these things. But I don't know. I think, yeah. like, I think this is the thing with, like, if let's say like Stormzy or Michael Jordan or something like that. And I'd like to think this, but it's not just about giving money. It's about giving time. And I think by having, yeah. by giving your, giving time to charity is sometimes more beneficial because you know what work you're doing. And uh, I guess for me is like, if I could give 10 million, I would probably just start my own thing and run my own thing yeah. so that I can know Make that, sure so that I know that I can actually, 
whatever money, like I could bring all my friends in on it. Like I could get all my friends to give money. I could, and I could build <clears throat> build a real community around a charity that really makes change. And I like I I'm yeah. not I don't know enough about the charities that are being donated. That's my that's my fault for not looking into them more and not looking into what they've actually done in the past. But like we said, I think if I was giving that much money, I'd want to be able to know like this is actually what's going to happen because like when I when I uh, played in South Africa not so long or last year. Um, although there's been so much money that's been put into Africa or South mm-hmm. Africa, like most of it's corrupt and it's not yeah. necessarily the charities yeah. that are corrupt. It's the money where the money's going to, it's just literally going to the, the governments and then the governments are just keeping it for themselves and they're not fairly distributing it to, to the right places. Um, yeah. Cause you have to pay bribes to get past certain checkpoints yeah, to get, to get to course. the people. There's, there's militiamen, there's like, like generals, there's people you have to bribe, man. And these people, they don't care about charities. They're the cause of the Yeah, they're the reason. They're, they're the reason. That, and and like I, it's just like a classic example in, there's like a township called Alexandra in Joburg. And I might fuck this up, so don't quote me on this 100%. But there was a guy that they had like, I think it was like two, three million to put in like fresh toilet and sewerage system into Alexandra. And what they did was the the person that was holding the budget went to his uncle and was like, look, I've got this much money. Um, go put a few toilets in and then we'll just take the rest of the money. And But that happens on a daily basis everywhere. And you're just like, how how can you overpower that? When Especially when people are actually happy living in the situations that they're living in. And I'm not saying that that's right. <clears throat> But I don't know. It's yeah. it's that thing where you have to talk about it. But because it's not on your doorstep and the media aren't covering it, then we all forget. We all don't realize what's going on. It's like, no, yeah. what you were saying in like, a, I think it was in Iran with with all those people that were shot dead in the street um, or Syria. Well, I can't remember where you mentioned yeah. it, but it's like, it was yeah. it was in the news for about five minutes. Yeah, man. No, man. When you compare, like, their, their protests, their protests in protests in England and in America, and like even to be able to protest the way people protest here, it's still very privileged. Yeah. In Iran, there were protests, and a thousand people were shot dead from the rooftops in like weeks. Yeah. Or maybe even days. So it's like. Imagine a thousand people were killed in Bristol just from the just snipe sniper. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, so when you're dealing with governments like this and people like it's like, I'm not saying all of these governments are just like, they're, they're all tyrants, isn't it? Iran, America, Britain, they're all tyrants. Regardless, all government is, is they're all tyrants and governments should just all really be got rid of. Um, but we are privileged here to be able to have this. And if you're talking about charities, Charities still have to get past these gatekeepers. Yeah, the same people that are shooting a thousand people are, are, are the people that are in charge of the the grains getting to that village. You know, so how are you gonna how are you gonna? You no, know man. Right? Hey, to like to kind of wrap all of these things up and like what what we what we can do to help and things like that. At least from my perspective, because yeah, like what you're saying, 
do you know what I mean? Everyone's asking to keep the whole movement going, keep talking about it, don't end the discussion because then it all ends and whatnot. So it's like, I do see that. And that's the main thing that really needs to be done. Whether you're giving out money or you're helping the charity or whatever the fuck you're doing, really, the best thing that anyone can do is between themselves and the people that they interact with, yeah. make sure that they keep the conversation going and they call people out on things that might just yeah. be a little bit unnecessary. I mean, yeah, like even for instance, it's just we're desensitized to believe that Boris Johnson can literally say something along the line of what, like a, what did he call it? A letterbox. Yeah, a letterbox. Yeah. Muslim women look like, you they're, they're, they're yeah, his yeah. Workers, like a letterbox. He said that. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like it's crazy that, cool, that he got away, that he's now government. Position to be able to say that shit. Yeah, and so it's up to us, really, to just be like, no, that shit's Man, not we cool. have I'm such... Not day trying to bring Boris down. I'm just going to try and, like, if I'm having a conversation with someone and they say some shit, we'll be like, yo, we're not doing that anymore. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. racism like, is shut literally... Up. Racism is literally part of, like, British banter. British, like, it, it literally is part of... Like, if you think yeah. about it, it really is. It's, like, yeah, yeah. part of culture, part... Like... Come on, man. Me, Teo, and Jordan. <laughs> I'm Iranian. He's yeah. Italian. He's mixed race black. So it's like, so when I tell you, when we're in the studio, like we're constantly going at each other with just yeah. like this shit. And it's not because we hate each other or we're racist to each other. And it's not even that that we can't be racist. Yeah, we can be racist. But it's like we're always going at each other because it's just bants. And between us, it's bants. Yeah. But all it takes is for one person, if I was like going at tail for being Italian or being white or whatever all of a sudden goes don't do that bro that's not cool all of a sudden it's not a joke anymore yeah then it's like but if it did it I'm like go oh, why are you being wet why are you being moist for like what what do I say why, why, you get... why are you being moist <laughs> but also it depends like if if it is because you can get affected bro. do you know what I mean like yeah I, I know black friends of mine who you can't joke with them like that because it, especially it's about timing. Everything's about timing. Yeah? Totally, yeah. Like if you're yeah. right now, you're going up to your black friends right now and you're busting black jokes, you're a dickhead. Do you know what I mean? Like, now's not the time. Yeah. So help them because there's a And movement. that's the, listen, that's the whole thing with all lives matter as well. It's just like, given the sensitivity of the situation, totally. for you to be sitting there in your feelings about, well, technically all lives matter. Yeah. I will oh. suck a donkey dick, man. <laughs> <laughs> And so now, now I'm just gonna like change the narrative. It's like from now on, everything's gonna be donkey this, and goat nuts that. Big donkey you know dick. I mean? That's that your way, new. Like... That's your new name. Not big tasty. It's big donkey dick. Big donkey, oh, dick. Big donkey balls. Donkey balls. <laughs> donkey dick's got a better ring to it. Yeah. Hey, but on a completely unrelated note, I was just looking at some. I was watching a video of the Paul Van Dyke. Remember Paul Van Dyke? Yeah, I've got some stories about him. Oh, oh yeah. really? well, no, nothing, nothing to do with Paul Van Dyke, but just it, it was a, a a flashback to Love Parade in Berlin. Yeah, and like ah, because I only went back, I only went to Berlin last year. That was actually where Big Tasty started. We went and did it. I did a stag meet <laughs> with a friend of mine. And that's how Big Tasty came about. But it was in Berlin. That was the birthplace of Big Tasty, Berlin. And, um, what a great place! It's not bad. Oh shit! Someone's trying to just trying to fuck with me. Um, and then anyway, long story short, that that festival looked completely. Uh, it looked out of control. I know. That right? was. It looked like a fucking vibe. I wish I could do it again, but I didn't. A load of people get killed like what on the last year so they decided like a load of people got crushed because it was yeah. it would just it would just go down one walk big like alleyway that had like just 
walls and no one could like escape i think like something really bad happened but um, so, yeah man that yeah. would but it's still no sex right? it, it looks amazing look it like when when was the last one i think it was like 2000 yeah it was definitely years yeah. ago now it was when i was kind of like started djing yeah. seriously that shit popped up i remember that so what what yeah what what uh what you guys got coming up in the music we've just been we've literally just put the world at rights for an hour we we should become politicians that's oh, we've been going up and... <laughs> we're music we are music could you imagine <laughs> Could you imagine? Everyone's not? become a politician, man. Everyone's become a politician. It's I mad. I know good, fucking good, nothing man. about politics. Politics as well. I I don't agree with politics. I think I think it should be like <laughs> five hundred people that run the country. That's like all from different backgrounds, all experience different things, and I think that's how a country should be run. It shouldn't be run. What about by... tribes? What what if we were all? different tribes and we had like no because you're gonna get one like smaller no because you're gonna it's it's then gonna be england again like one tribe like england's gonna come up and mm. fuck everyone up like th- i think but then I, how do you control power do you do you allow one person to be in charge or do you allow everyone to be in charge well i think you- i think you have one spokesperson okay but the spokesperson is neutral and the spokesperson speaks for the vote of bet- behind the 500 people that work in parliament but the 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 people that work like the in speaker parliament, of the house basically. yeah like, like the all... yeah and they they don't fucking do anything they don't make a decision they literally just speak they speak yeah. on what has been yeah. planned and i don't i think if you had 500 people from like all walks of life like young like our our generation younger like from 18 and up and then people that have been brought up in council house estates, people that have been brought up in extreme wealth, et cetera, et cetera. I think that that is when you get like a balance where now all of our politicians are just rich boy and girl kind of people that have been to Eton. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I know. what was that? I, I nominate Will oh, yeah. to be England's England's first speaker. <laughs> All in agreement. Say aye. I <laughs> Ali aye. G. We need I'm Ali G. Gonna, I'm gonna be, we need Ali G the, as president. I'm gonna be the chancellor aye. and exchequer. <laughs> hey, now listen. If you really want to know how to end politics, or you want to know how to end racism, even just throw in a whole packet disco flower and then see <laughs> No, no one's racist when disco flowers. See what I did there? <laughs> uh, really no time for that. Quickly. Listen, the paranoia, the paranoia is set in, mate. You don't need that shit. Um, but anyway, you're, we're, but, we're talking about yeah. music, and we're back, back to music, back to music. So anyway, everyone's been a politician, which is great because I've even seen like my little 18, 17 year old cousins are all just like out there in America protesting, being yeah, no politicians. Great. I love it, man. I'm like all for it, just like. Just make sure you stay informed and you stay safe and you don't get yeah. dragged down like trends and this and that. Yeah. But apart from that, why not? Um, music, mate, I just realized we put out, we're, we're, we're nuts, man. We put out, bunch of wine, we dude. put out eight tracks. <laughs> we put out eight tracks in the last four months. Seven of them original and one of them we, a remix. We, what a time for us to release music, man. <laughs> you know? like, we, uh, we, we, we went I think it's a good time to release no. all the music now. <laughs> well, no, well, listen, I mean, as a, as a brief background as well, what people don't know, maybe they did not don't know, is the whole being signed to a major label really restricts the amount of music you can release. And that's what we had a couple of years ago. So I guess this has been a backlash to the fact that, like, 
you know, you got to release a hit and you only get two chances a year to do that shit. So it's been nice to be able to release music and people be able to see kind of more what we're about as opposed to just the glossy pop versions of what we are. So on that sense, it's been good to release music. On the other hand, we've had the most prolific six months we've ever had during a fucking global lockdown, which is great. So, uh, and we've been releasing club tunes with no clubs open. But you know what? People need music more than ever. So I'm sure when the clubs open back up again, hopefully these tunes would have like... I don't, I don't up, I guess. believe this shit, really. If, you, look, if, you're big in, if you're big into house music, techno music, like, I mean, who the fuck listens to house music and goes, oh, wait, there's, there's no clubs to go to this weekend. Oh, I'm just going to start listening to I, I don't think it's about. Folk. I don't think it's about that. I think people are still listening to house and techno. But I think what people, what you're not getting with the clubs is the promotion of the records. So let's say, for instance, you have, let's just use Calvin, for, Calvin Harris, for an example. Calvin Harris is playing all of your records in his sets to tens of thousands of people. Tens of thousands of people are shazamming your record and finding out who Jaded are. That's that's what you're not getting. Now, all you're getting is what either your your fans are, so you get your followership, listen to your music. But that, that, let's be honest, not all of our fans are hearing our music because of algorithms. No. Yeah, so, and, and then you have Spotify, Apple Music control <sighs> controlling who listens who listens to what. Um, yeah. Like, let's say, for instance, you you have let's say you have ten thousand followers on on Spotify. Like, all those ten thousand people don't hear that record. No, of course not. Yeah, the algorithms are different. Uh-huh. They're they're like playlists are made differently. So, yeah, we don't basically we don't we, when you release music in, in a time like this, you don't get the luck or the or the exposure of whoa, so you don't get the nice surprise of just like oh Calvin Harris just played it to yeah. a million people like oh wow well, yeah, yeah. like you well, don't get any I of mean, that but, shit uh, we had it we had a track Bang Bang which was like doing well on the beatport charts and it was like first time in a while we've been in the beatport charts and it was good to kind of be back in that sort of in a nice underground place that we feel comfortable there and anyway it was doing good but realistically it only can reach so far maybe you know if you've got a couple of DJs important yeah. DJs dropping that tune you've got a video of it we might have gone to fucking number one with that yeah so yeah. it's like and people I might mean, say well you, you, you got DJs input, you know? people might say you got DJs streaming on Twitch on YouTube it's like it's not the same it's not the same it's not the, it's same, not the no. same and also Twitch I think Twitch is done by the way is Twitch done now? With, with oh, the whole... yeah, they got they got all these rules and regulations now, man. They're Fuck taking music me. down, the copyright laws. I don't so know. it's like it's worse yeah, than YouTube, recently, I think. Yeah, I think it's done. I think Twitch is basically gonna be done if they don't fix that, because they're just like they're taking videos down, they're taking streams down because they're playing music from other people. It's like yeah, that's the whole point. Right. Well, this I, this whole copyright thing, it's not gonna make any sense. Wouldn't I how what is the way forward would it just be to like literally Mate. just make your own website have your own platform on there and do your set I, there? I, I don't know how youtube gets away with it bro because they look, pay. for example let's they say pay so they pay who but there's so many there's so many no no no, no. youtube gets away with some like there's some of it they don't pay like for example how many clips of donald trump being on cnn or fox news that's on youtube like little clips yeah, yeah. those all have copyright issues do or cnn owes those Fox owns those. How they're all everywhere. Like literally, there's so much content. Not just music. Like forget music. Music's easy because you can like 
you got algorithms that you can pick up that's the song and take it down. Yeah. But news clips and videos and films. It's and the this, same. It's, it's whoever owns it. So it like if let's say for instance we were on this podcast and this and I played like I think I don't think news is different because I think that's public information. So I think I think it's class that's classed as public information. But if it's some like if I'm if if it's a performance or something where it's not public ownership, it's not owned by the public, um, then they can either blacklist you on YouTube. So you get three you get three strikes. And then mm-hmm. if you get done for three times playing other people's stuff and making money from it, they'll either demonetize your platform. So that video that's that plays Jaded Record and you're not you've not given permission, it will demonetize that video and then you'll get a a, a notification to say that you're demonetized but also if you do this two more times you're gonna get fucking kicked off man i'll tell you yeah i mean that's good but that's that's for the small people the big people i think they have the advertisers behind them so let's say cnn or abc news or whatever these people all have advertisers and these advertisers they all have deals with youtube this and that so they're like Maybe, maybe I'm just saying, I'm speculating. Maybe they like allow that to happen, but make sure the people that search for Donald Trump on CNN, they get seen on adverts. So they pop up on the page yeah. and they get like reset. Because look, but all of these social media, old media, TV, everything is run by advertisement. Like totally. advert companies run totally. everything. Like adver- advertisers are gods in, in our world and in the Western yeah. world, they're gods. Like they choose policy. They choose governments they choose everything so again it's with youtube and all Murdoch. that it's a what was yeah, that? Him, man like Murdoch. yeah pretty little much Aussie, little aussie lad just running the world it's it's weird i i don't i think it's a tough thing um because let's just take it back to music what i would happily have somebody play my records to a million people online and I'd happily not get paid for it because the 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 like backlash of that or the exposure. kind of yeah the exposure that you get from that is probably better than what you're going to earn from that anyway. Anyway, um, and well, music's it, free anyways. Music's free. Who pays for music? No, music's free. We give away music for free, really. Let's be honest. See, that's the like, thing. And music's music's. A, I I've said this so many times, but music's just turned into this kind of like throwaway throwaway art form like you don't go into fucking Banksy museum and pick up a bit of Banksy art and put it on your wall and then be like oh, I don't like it anymore and throw it out and go get another one you like well Banksy's out of, out of all the artists I don't know why you chose Banksy because Banksy's the one that just gives his paintings away for free on the streets of London he just like oh, Bristol he just draws them on and he's like here's my painting and people actually go carve it out and carve go sell it out it. but that's <laughs> the thing doesn't that get a penny from it. they still make money out of it somebody still yeah, makes yeah. money out of it if you know what i mean and yeah of course of course it, whereas yes we make money out of it and i'm not complaining cuz i'm it is what it is but i think the streaming platforms and everything like that i think they earn a lot more money than what they kind of cotton onto and yeah i i like let's let's say for instance like we all know Drake, Ed Sheeran, and all that lot are earning a lot more money per stream than what we are earning per stream. Yeah. And I have no issue with that. You're fucking massive. But I think there comes a point when it's like, well, hang on a minute. People need to earn money. 
And I think, the, like, I don't know about you guys, because obviously you guys are, were, were in the pop world a lot more than what I am, but when your streams are a lot higher, you can earn an all right living from it, if you know what I mean. And if you have, like, a publishing deal or if you're assigned to a major and things like that, there's pros and cons to all that. But there's gonna, I can guarantee you there's a lot of DJs, producers, that didn't really earn any money. They lived paycheck to paycheck. They relied on that a thousand dollar show each month or one whatever it was five hundred dollars a hundred quid whatever and now that's just gone and there's no money in earning the streams if you know what i mean like like, and there's no no saying when it's going to come back as well i mean we've just been giving rough guidelines yeah like i'm unhappy if i get under a million streams that's ridiculous no yeah Look, man, now, like, the way music has become, it's like music is now what you use to bait your customers or the fish. And then once you bait, bait them, you could sell them everything else. You could sell them. It's a different world. Before, you would sell CDs in the 90s and you yeah. just like sell them for £15 and just make a killing. We can't do that anymore. So it's like we almost give the music away close to free. Like, yeah, yeah and like on Spotify, a million streams equates to four thousand pounds. Yeah, but then you split that between the label and the distributors. Label, the, that, or, or like how many members you got? Management, management fees. This, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's what chump. Three chump. Of us. Yeah, we gotta talk about your share, Taylor. <laughs> oh, no, big tasties no. are getting a big cut. Big tasty. <laughs> hey, Mate, you play it like that, I'm gonna be whipping you with a, a tasty tax soon. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah so, listen, but that's what I'm saying man sometimes I mean at least for us the things that have been kind of keeping things ticking a little bit occasionally things get picked up even old songs of ours we're trying to kind of get a nice equilibrium now between what we are happy with on a commercial basis and do you know what I mean our roots are still underground stuff so it's not really we want to like find a happy medium so we're happy with the music but during these times yeah the whole gig thing completely fucked everyone up the only thing is like maybe occasionally like TV adverts, things like that, they pop up from time to time. They can keep things going. I guess the whole thing is now as throw away as music is, I, I guess the new aim of the game now is to kind of build a culture and community around what it is that you are doing. So I guess there's more value than it just yeah. being tunes or the little one-off fees. So that's why the podcast you're doing now, it's like these are the things that I think it's good, everything you do. You're the, you're the yeah. blueprint, Will. <laughs> Far from it. But I'll tell you what, man, this, this whole, this whole, um, I actually kind of, I think this pandemic was needed. I mean, totally. Because, because you rattled everyone's cages. Yeah. Everyone was just getting too comfortable. Yeah. All, all the big DJs, all the big cats were getting fatter and fatter and fatter and eating more and taking a bigger chunk of the pie. And now it's almost leveled the playing ground. It's like, yeah, you got a million followers. But I can still stream, and you can stream, whatever. Let's see. I could be like, we could create the whole big tasty thing, and it becomes, it could be a thing of its own. Yeah. It could do way better than, let's say, a jaded gig, whatever. Who knows? You, yeah. you never know these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The great thing about internet is that shit's wild. Anything could happen. You could just put goes. it out there the next yeah. day. It's gone viral. So it's like now it's leveled the playing ground, and the people who take advantage of that, they ultimately will succeed. But the people who sit there and sulk and be like, oh, we've got no gigs, we've got no this, we've got no this, streaming numbers alert, this and that. It's like, yeah, you're just going to get left behind. Now. It's about adapting. It's about adapting to what's going on. And <clears throat> I think as artists, the, 
the real artists, the good artists, the people that are passionate about what they do and for doing it for the right reasons will always adapt. We, we as human beings adapt to everything, whether that's where we live, what we do, someone's died, someone's left, someone's came into our lives. If you know, we all adapt. And I think now is the perfect time. I, I honestly think this is going to be fucking amazing when the clubs start opening again, because it's, can you imagine? Because I think, I think promoters are going to have like, they can't afford the big DJs. It can't. The D- yeah, like no promoter is going to pay a DJ 100k anymore. Well, they might do, but like they will. No, but no. it's not to start with. I think, but I think yeah. what's going to happen is you're going to see small venues open. I did hear a theory the other day where somebody's like, "Well, what's going to happen is they're going to pay like Carl Cox 100 grand to play Ministry of Sound all night long, and tickets are going to be like 400 quid." I'm like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, mate. I'm all right. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Listen, I love techno, that's a mortgage driver. Yeah, What's exactly. What's the mate? <laughs> that's a new synth. <laughs> but I, I, I no, don't know. That's like 8%. I, I, yeah. I, I don't really necessarily agree with that. I think there's going to be uh, some fucking dope cool parties that happen. Unless I can touch Carl Cox's naked belly after the show for 400 pounds. I'm not paying four hundred pounds. Yeah, you could lick it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. If I can't, if I can't motorboat, can't come. Uh, I don't want to know. Uh... <laughs> Big tasty. Oh, Big dear. Tasty. oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> tasty. That's so good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be. A, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to playing again. I. It was really nice to actually not play. And it was really nice to just like be back, come back home as well, come back home and just chill. I and obviously like I want to concentrate more in UK and Europe. Like this is my home. You, we've, we've we've missed you, man. You've just know, like gone man. over, gone over to the states and like it's weird. It's been, like, your accent, your accent's gonna change. I was like, oh, he's gonna come back with the weird accent. You're like, right. You're I was right. on. I was on a conversation on a on a conversation on a call earlier, and I said uh, July fourth, and. My mate's my mate my mate's wife was like, "Well, you're fucking American. It's Fourth of July, <laughs> and it's like just the dating system is so different over there. I yeah. still don't understand how to read dates where they put the the month first. Oh, mate, what, I, why? I so yeah. why? Why would the month nah. be at the start and just stay? It's ridiculous. Know. Why would you change the one in the middle? Oh, actually, my battery's dying. One sec, I need to charge one. One sec. Um. But yeah, the, the, my missus is American, and she's come. She's moved to London, and all the things that I didn't even realize. There's like there's new things every day now that I'm that are popping. Yeah, the Fourth of July thing, the 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 days and the months switching over. Like I thought we clarified it, but like every single time it comes back, I just can't get it right. So it just and the trash that, thing. That just, uh, like it's a trash. Mate, I, I, find, I, I find, use the trash now to be honest. Shut trash up. Like, did you see like, what happened? Ch- did you see what happened with the new Apple update? No. They moved it. It was not the trash can anymore. It's called the bin. And I was like, fuck yes. Boy, <laughs> <get> it, <lads>. <laughs> One <laughs> step to humanity or whatever. What's that saying that they said on Neil Armstrong that Neil Armstrong said? One one small it's step. Big, it's it's big. Yes. That's it. I was like, this is the big. best thing ever. Um, Yo, I've got to say, every time I'm in LA for more than like two weeks, like just out of necessity, I have to change some words. You have to. Like, like literally, I can't go to a bartender and be like, oh, excuse me, can I get a glass of water, please? 
They were like, huh? They were like, water. They were like, huh? I was like, water. They were like, huh? I was like, water. They were like, there you go. I'm like, ah. The one for me is every English guy I know that moves to America, they always end up saying party. Like, oh party. yeah, we're going to this party, party. today. Like it's, party. like, it's not party. It's not party. It's not party. Party. I don't know. I would never weird. trust yeah, anybody I, I have to... And also, another thing, another thing, I don't know if you guys do this. In America, I become extra well-spoken English. That's just because you like, want to get I, laid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I was, yeah, literally, you become... It's very true. It's very true. It's very psychologically, it's that, isn't it? that's the underlying. Sire, music. can I have a couple of tiddlywinkles, please? <laughs> Tom, Dick, and Ali. Tom, Dick, and Ali. Dick, and Ali, and the Tiddlywinkle brothers. Don't say Ali over there. Don't let you in, mate. <laughs> I'm surprised you get in. Did you get a visa? Hey, I've had. So listen to this. This is mad. So I was born in Iran. Moved to England when I was like ten. Got a British passport. Passport. We're not now. Trump, Trump, like a few years ago, put a Muslim um, restriction thing in yeah. where a few countries couldn't come in. I had to go and get a Muslim visa. As what? a Brit, as as a Brit, I have a Muslim visa. It's not called a Muslim visa, but it was the visa that the Muslims had to get to come to America. So I had to go to the American embassy a couple times. I had to fill out this application form. Where I had to submit my bank cards, credit cards, my national insurance number, how much I spend, what my intentions are, if I'm affiliated with any terrorist organizations, if I'm looking to do anything terrorist-related in the United States. All of this, to be honest, to be honest, when I went to the American embassy, they were super nice, they were super kind, apart from the the soldiers by the door with the machine guns that look scary as fuck. When you get past that point, the people behind their desks and that, lovely, sweet people, I I haven't got a bad word to say about them. And then they gave me my visa right there and then. Yeah. Now, maybe if I wasn't a pharmacist, they might have not given it. If I would have just been like a janitor, they might have been like, why do you want to come into our country? Maybe you're a terrorist. Or like, but whatever. I'm not going to judge them. But I've had to get... get just get... I've like, had... Let's, I've had to get... Let's get to the point. Let's get to the point. The point is, I've had to get a 10-year Muslim visa and... I'm happy about it because I don't need to apply for that Esther crap every time I go to America. Now. <laughs> have you guys got? Do you have you done tours over there? Not yet. We don't. We don't not yet. Wait. But wait. We're, we're looking, looking wait till you uh get get your O one visas. That's fucking. It's awful. <laughs> really? It's, it, to be fair, wow. it was, it's actually it's it's it's, it's expensive. Obviously, it's worth it. But it's a process. It's a long process. The first one I got took me six months to kind of get. Wow. It's like, God. but I, it's so exactly the same coming tonight. here. If if they're coming here, it's exactly the same. Yeah. If, yeah. if an American come in here, or one of my one of my best mates from school, Harry, he is his girlfriend's from Venezuela, but lived in America her whole life. Um, pretty much. She was born in Venezuela and then moved to Florida or something like that. And I remember when they were at university <clears> together in America, they came at Christmas time to visit here and they didn't get her a visa because they didn't think anything of she, because they, they presumed that she was just an American citizen, if you know what I mean. Mm. She came in on a Venezuelan passport and mm. she was like, they were, they were like, you've got 24 hours to leave. You have to leave your passport <laughs> at the airport 
and you have to be out of the country by within 24 hours. And you're just like, we, we're so lucky. We're, we're so, we're, we're so lucky with, by able to just fly in and out of places. Yeah, mate, that's like just traveling. Well, now, now that Brexit's happened, I don't know what's going to happen with Europe. Like, like we were, we used to go to Barcelona and Amsterdam, like yeah. on day trips or whatever, just like on the weekend. And now it's like, oh, right, what's, what's going to happen there? I, I, I think, think it's going to happen there. Huh? What's that, Joe Exotic? When we go to ADE, it's going to be a bit of a thing then, no? I think they're just going to charge us like 10 euros. They're just going to charge us 10 euros for like the tax, for the EU tax. I don't know. For for the EU visa. (laughs) You need need it for the flour. You need it for all the baking you're going to do. It's a a pandemic. I don't have 10 euros. (laughs) That's my excuse for everything, you know. Tasty, what's on the menu today? What are you cooking? Well, my cooking, we're going to be... What is it going to be? Might just be a little... I've got some clams in the fridge, so it might just be a little linguini bongole. Oh, naughty. <laughs> Share a little pose picture later. Let's see. Yeah. So well, this is the problem. We, we've got, we've got, sorry, going back to like, how do you kind of act on like, on social media during these times? It's a little bit difficult because the last thing you really want to be seeing is my linguini vongole during this time. And living, I it's living, living a good life, living a good life. Yeah, it's true. It's like, well, it's, it's, like no, do you it's hide not... the good parts? Or... Yeah, do I hide Do I hide the fact that like, yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't even know what to do anymore. So like, I won't post it, but I'll just, I'll send you a text and let you know how satisfying it was. I think you should post it. I think you should post I don't think you should, we'll make you should jump, not, not post it because like, of people's struggles, it's fine. Like your linguini is not going to hurt anyone. Linguini and clams, that was the it's probably gonna, It's probably going to hurt you. Habits. You're probably going to get food poisoning from it, but it's the only person that's going to hurt. Listen, my immune system, mate, a couple of clams ain't going to do shit to me. Bro. Have you seen this belly? Look at this belly. You see it? It's just like it, it, it towers over the Golden Gate Bridge, bro. <laughs> mate, you look, you, look like, you look like the Italian Godzilla. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, <laughs> Sorry, anybody listening to this, you just have to go and watch this on YouTube on what uh, Big Tasty's getting up to on on a video. Yeah, if you're if you're That's listening to the audio, yeah. if you're listening to the audio and not watching this on YouTube, you might as well just. Yeah, just go give up. It's just my fat gut. That's all. That's all you missed. Don't worry. Just quit. Just be sure to stream it. Wait, where is this being? What is this? Is this on iTunes? Well, I mean, this is on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and I think Google Play, Google Market. Yeah. So, go subscribe, people. Go follow. Will Will spreads his seed far and wide. This week on Will spreads his seed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that should be all of our new podcast will seed Spread spreading will, will clark's hey, seed know, spreading experience hey you know speaking of the uh, live streams we're technically live on facebook right now just saying are you are we i don't, I don't know you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to pretend with bill no everyone knows this live screen this is not live this definitely isn't live <laughs> yeah well I, we're we're on right now. Uh, <laughs> popping off as 
three people in the room so far, but it looks like it's popping up. Oh, have uh, you put it on live sh- on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I should I? I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, oh, fuck it. What are we doing this? Go on, then. Go on, then. Go on then, son. Wait, 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 I don't know. So, so, Big Tasty, I've got a question for you. You've gone. Oh, no, it's the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. It's the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, go on. What have you got for me? When are you going to start your stand-up career? This was a good little test to see, like, what I can get away with because I just, I don't, I haven't thought about it just yet just because I just don't want to come out and just say some mad shit because if you, you stay in a room for me for an hour when the camera's on rolling, you might see, you might hear some shit that might upset your grandmother. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, but so this I don't is really want to be there. This is what I think comedians are supposed to do. Comedians are supposed to bring yeah. bring the truth out, but with comedy. Not the truth. They're just but comedians. That's, that's just say what everyone's kind of thinking. thinking. Or wish yeah, exactly. Or wish they could say. What about my music yeah. career? Do you know well, what I mean? Well, I'm a what music career? career? What are you talking about? You, you haven't got a music career. This pandemic has finished my music career, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, yeah, basically, basically right, watch out for my stand-up. It's coming next month because I've got no other options. So. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. Would you ever do it? Swipe up. Swipe up. I think so. I could, I could definitely... I, I, I'd have to see because it is generally... It's not even that different from the podcast format. You just think of a few things that have been troubling you and you want to get off your chest. I think I can do that. The difference with podcasts is that you don't have people to bounce off. Like, yeah, yeah, we have a conversation. It's just you talking for an hour. Like, when you watch Dave Chappelle, like, Dave Chappelle's stand-up are, like, mad. His last one is amazing. The way he talks and the way the freedom he has, how he talks and how he just comes on. Like, man, that guy is, if there's one guy to study with, stand-up is him. Because he doesn't give a shit. He's almost like you. Like, when you talk, like, you do give a shit, but it's like, when, when there's no cameras around, you don't give a shit. You just say what you want. And it's like, that's the Dave Chappelle big dick energy. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, just say what you want and the consequences will be whatever they will be because you don't give a shit. It's like Ricky Gervais. Well, Dave Chappelle, uh, Ricky Gervais. He, mate, I was watching a video of, of him doing the Oscars yesterday. Golden, Golden Globes or the Oscars? I think it was. Well, the, well, the, one, where, the one where it was like... Which one was it? it he was, destroyed uh, them. I think it was the Oscars. Americans were not ready for him. Americans were not ready for his level of I mean, mate, he was, prickness. Mate, he was talking about like Hollywood pedo rings and yeah. shit and like and telling everyone like let's not act like you don't all know what I'm talking about here. And it's like Steve, like, Steve like, Jobs and the sweatshops and all of just like hitting yeah, him, hitting yeah, him. The guy the guy yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jabs everywhere. Yeah, it was mad. So, I mean look, maybe I just need to cause a little stuff. I think what we need to do is release a few more singles, right? Build ourselves up, really get ourselves that platform, and then I'll just fuck it with some stand-up. Are you gonna are you gonna pick on people? Are you just gonna like pick on different DJs and like are you just gonna like fuck with people or not? Nah, I, I don't think oh, you should. I, I don't think you should nah, man, I, I don't think I think you should I think you should step outside of the music and and just like do like what just keep it out of music. There's music beef yeah. is not good. I don't think. I don't think there's anything funny yeah. about music beef because it's such a small Listen, community. I know. That's what I mean. The whole point is like, yeah, it's about like vibes and energy. And that's the whole <clears> thing <throat> I like about house and techno. I kind of was brought up on like, I mean, it was always like 
my brother was doing the whole, like, he was a garage MC, pirate radio. So there was always that aspect of it. But then it was also the hip hop side of it where I actually started learning. To, like, me and Naz, we both started making hip hop beats, really. That's what we got production chops. But the thing that I didn't like about the hip hop after a while it was like the, bravo- the whole beef culture thing. Like, I loved the whole idea of rappers sending out for another rapper. But then it just got to a point where it's just like this guy who's got absolutely no credentials and no reason to believe that he is the man is gunning for this guy and telling him how he's the man. Yeah. And it's like, you got, no, you got, no, you got like, nothing. Who are you, brother? It's just, it's just, so it's like, in the end, all this like hate and everything that was being built up for him. What I liked about House and Techno is it's all very much inclusive love vibes. It was. I mean? It was until, it was. Pand- until, until pandemic stroke. And really? Then, yeah. Tell dude, us, I haven't seen anything. Twitter, what have you seen? Twitter is, a fuck, is the fucking Wild West right now. Really? Twitter is like Twitter is, I love Twitter. Twitter is the best platform. I've I've way. nearly come off it. I'm I'm this close to unfollowing everybody. Like really? Twitter is just Well, who's been kicking off? Who's been who's been going? Who's I I, I don't want to I, I don't really want to say okay, names because they're extremely oh, no. close to like Okay, cool. So, but oh, I've seen a few. I've seen a few. You've yeah, seen yeah, a few. Yeah, cool. yeah, and yeah. then you I was talking to, I, I don't want, I can't say names, but I was talking to Mr. Him. X, Mr. X. Yeah, I was talking to Mr. X and we were like, why the fuck have you just done that? Like, it, you, you've literally done this to gain more likes and follows because purely your music just isn't good enough. Your music isn't that good that you have to cause beef uh, to, to. What? Okay, cool. Sorry. Stop. Sorry to cut you off, but that was the other thing as well. It's just like, just a way to get a rise out of people when really like your music should be the thing doing the talking. Yeah. But all the talking just consisted of how sick you were, not your actual product. People aren't, as much as we're buying into personalities, DJs, or just artists in general, like you got nothing to your name, mate. Like, you, but what, you need but to what, what if, what if your music was sick and everyone loves you and then you start a beef. Let's say someone like Jamie Jones that everyone loves and he's like a sound guy. No one's got a bad thing to say about him. What if all of a sudden Jamie I mean, Jones started picking... What, what if Jamie Jones started picking on like Seth Troxler? <laughs> well, Seth like, did it, didn't he? <laughs> Seth did it. Seth did it this year to Camel Fat. He like ripped into them. and really? Or not this year, maybe last year. I can't remember. Yeah, it was this year and it was like, everyone was like, Seth, what the fuck are you doing? Like... Seth, I respect you as an artist, but just because somebody's a little like they would, they were jumping into he. He was like, I, I don't quote me on this, but he was like giving shit to Camel Fat for creating cola. Yeah, and it's like, why? Like they're fucking we're making cola. Or, yeah, it was like you. You're only some. Yeah, exactly. And it's like just because I don't think we can like that's your opinion, Seth. I get your opinion. And we're all allowed our own opinions and we're all allowed to say what we want. But you, there comes a point when you're like, are you just saying that just to get people talking about you again? Yeah, he's too much of a pure, he's too much of a purist. And let's be honest, if we compare in productions, Camel Fat will wipe the floor with him. Like, well, he, well, he, but, he, but if we're talking about DJ, he's a better DJ. Like, it's just like, that's just, it's just he like, made a just whole goes thing about Detroit Swindle talking about how like, you can't not be from D. You can't you can't be from not from Detroit and come up with a name like that. It's disrespectful to Detroit house and techno, and it's just like 
Ah, what a, oh, I mate. mean, it's, it's a name. It's a name at the end of the day, mate. And if anything, I, I look at that. I look at it as like paying homage to a Detroit music scene. Do you know what I mean? Like just because it has swindle at the front of it doesn't really change the fact that they're paying, that's where their influences have come from, and that's what they're looking to show you in their music. But instead. Yeah, man, it's, it's all a little bit too purist. What are you going to do? Yeah, but we're, I, was, I mean, I, I feel like a bit of beef is not a bad thing. Do you know why? Because it raises the level. For example, when you're in basketball, NBA, they're all fighting each other. Yeah, like competition. Like on and off the pitch. They're like going football, football. They're all beefing each other. They're not mates. Like Chelsea and Man United players are not like we, like maybe some of the England ones when they get together, they're mates. But really, truly, they hate each other's guts yeah. or whatever, like Tottenham, Arsenal. And it raises the level because the stakes are higher, the competition goes higher. So therefore, your performance will be higher. Totally. And also, it's like, it's like when you watch Michael Jordan talk about, he would find a reason to fight people on stage or to beef them off stage just so that he could smash them like yeah, yeah. mentally. Mike Tyson, he would be his opponents before they even got in the ring with him. So it's like, I feel like in music, we're too like, oh, let's all hug each other. Let's all be lovey-dovey. What if, I'm just saying, what if the stakes were higher and everyone was going for each other and it was just like, you know what, bruv? If I catch you down at Tesco's, I might punch you in the face. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just say. Taking back-to-back sets on another level. It's literally, like, just like, literally what fighting. if that was the case? You'd be like, oh, I don't want to leave today. I might bump into camel fat. Fuck. <laughs> For me though, like for me, they make camel fat hench as well. You don't want to fuck with them. They talk both of them. Like, they'd fuck you up. That's right. We got Jordan, bro. We got Jordan. Jordan, Big Dave and Big Mike. Anyway, (laughs) but man, the last thing, last thing you want is Jordan on a night out. We go on a night out. We'll do a gig and we'll have some drinks after the show. Dealing with Jordan after is always intense because this guy is Is he a fighter? The most. It's it's the athleticism. And it's just he's a nightmare to deal with. So you, you get him on a night out with a couple of drinks, he's definitely pinning you up against the wall. Yeah, I've, I've been a, in a, like, a few times just drunk and then I've had to like yeah. hit, hit him in the face. I've had to like slap him, punch him in the face. Just be like, <laughs> get off me. Shout <laughs> out to Jordan. So Jordan. Jordan. Jordan oh, I feel man. sorry for Jordan right now because he can't defend himself, but I don't care oh, at the same man. time. Yeah. <laughs> He would, he would, he would, he would. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not fair. It's not fair. So, but like it, but he will respect it. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, like music, yeah, music, it like for for me, like house techno, all of that. Going to a club is escaping reality, and for me, reality is. You're going to your job. You're being told you have to be better than the other company. You have to sell more than the person next to you. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to bet yourself all the time. You have to make more money for everyone. You you have to worry about paying your rent. And for me, music isn't about that competition in when you're in the environment. So, mm. yeah, I mean, the charts, the chart, I mean, like we have, like, when you look at like sports, they have leagues yeah. and leagues really di- like dictate how successful you'd be. But charts really aren't the same thing. Like you have, like having a Beatport, on, having a number one on Beatport, you could buy your way into a Beatport number one. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. You could buy your way into a, a UK or Billboard number one. Yeah. You can't, and they could say, well, you could buy your way into a Premier League number one. Look, look, yeah, at, look at how the Chelsea, Abramovich, these guys just buy players, and, but they still have to fucking play the game. They still have to play. Whereas... They have it- to play. In music, you don't. In music, Rob, these songs come out and you go, whoa, that just went to number one straight away. How many, yeah. And then you realize 
a few of the copies were bought by the so many credit cards. Or yeah. It's like, ah, uh, there's patterns and you could pay companies, marketing companies, that'll make sure a million different credit cards buy your song and stream yeah. it. And there's all these little dirty tricks which makes the whole competitiveness of music weak. I, for me, I just have a problem with music not being competitive enough and not people just being like, Really going are you, for it. Are you not competitive in yourself? Because I'm fucking competitive. Like when, I am, like, I am, but I'm just saying the industry in itself, it's like the giants rule. Yeah. Like the giants rule. It's not like you can't come in, like rarely does an underdog come out and like does well. Like Leicester Ooh, City Football Club. Like where they just come from the bottom and just yeah. smash. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, but it or, does. It happens occasionally. It happens yeah, occasionally, no. and that's due to the, the 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 record being so good that nobody can escape it. You can't, yeah. you can't deny you can't deny its quality. Let's, Cola, Cola was the last one. Yeah, like without a shadow of a doubt. And yeah, it's on Defected, and Defected have a big power in our small industry. I think Defected are probably one of the biggest labels in our small yeah. industry. Definitely. So yeah, they, they have operate a like a major if you think about it. The way they operate and the way the power they hold is. Close, it's the closest thing to a major, but still being independent. I could go in on, on some some yeah. shit with them right now, but it's really? yeah, go, I, on, go on, spill the beans. I told you about Hallelujah. You, oh yeah, tell Teo. Teo hasn't heard. No, I can't. Yeah, it's still going <laughs> through. It's still going through. <laughs> when it's all cleared, I'll let you know. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, all right. yeah. but again, it's it's like Cola. Let's. Curly was that that record. Hey, hey, was that they were both yeah. undefected though, weren't they? So I guess what was the what, and, and Cola is basically, don't, basically don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. You're not too much. <laughs> don't give it all right, fire. Don't say but it. We know, we know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but yeah, it's I, I like I said, I just I just feel like maybe like maybe the right way is not for everyone to be competitive with each other maybe like you said you have to be competitive within yourself and maybe that's the way to look at it well and i think if, if you persist yeah. then you you do well regardless i look at me as like a one one man team obviously i've got a team around me like i've got my manager ryan have you spoke to ryan yet we've text uh not really no okay we'll, we'll chat get on the call um like it's i'm like a team of one if you know what i mean <laughs> And I'm like, let's say, for instance, Jade did get a number one on Beatport. I'm like, how the fuck have they got a number one and I haven't? And that's just my yeah. mentality. Not because yeah, yeah. not because I don't think that your music's good, but it's because I want my music to be better. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the competition for me. It's not like I don't like you because you got a number one. It's not like I don't respect you because you got a number one. It's because I think I should have it. Also, yeah. Another, another, yeah, it's, you're right. Another thing I just clocked now just came to me now. I was like, in sports, if a team performs badly, that results in the other team winning. Yeah. However, if you perform badly, I gain nothing. Nothing. If your tunes are shit, it doesn't make my tunes better. No. It just drops the whole quality of the industry. Which so it therefore, has. Which it obviously has. So start making good tunes, Will. Come on. I know, right? Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we start like actually making good tunes? Yeah, I think it's time we made some all right, okay, okay tunes. Yeah. Above average. Above average. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's a good start. But yeah, that's the other thing. Your 
you being terrible doesn't benefit me. So maybe that's why music isn't as competitive. That's maybe the reason. But it's also, there's got to be a healthy balance of just how much competitiveness you have in you. Do you know what I mean? Like a, a quiet, confident, competitive edge when even going into the creative process, great. But thinking about this and thinking about that doesn't really do you any favours in the grand scheme of getting that product as good as it can be. And, I, and again, co-op, again, co-op and watching what other people are doing rather than focusing on good. your own thing is, not good. is ultimately the biggest Cause it, thing that's going to At the end of the day, for me, like my goal is to be the fucking best in the world. But I'm not going to be best, the, the best version of you. Yeah, but also I'm not going to be the best in the world if I'm looking at how Calvin Harris did it or how Jada did it or how exactly. Seth Troxer yeah. did it because they, they're different people. They, do, they have different yeah. skills to me. And yeah. I've got to do what I'm good at better than anybody else can do. And that's the one thing about us is that when it's a team mentality, like a, a football game or something like that, like you have the strengths and weaknesses of everybody and you're, yeah. you're as strong as your weakest player. But here yeah. you're, you have to work to your strengths and you have to build your weaknesses. And I, yeah. I, I, and I also think the thing is, is, we're all in it together, which is why I think there is a whole family thing. We're all trying to write yeah. the fucking best banger. Yeah. If you know what I mean, we all is that, and I think that's where the competition comes in. Where I've written a record and I'll send to you, and I know that it's, you're going to be like, "Fuck, we'll oh, just write you. this." Man, the, the different that all right, this this is where the competition comes in. For me, is, let's say you make a tune that's an absolute timeless classic. I'm going to be like. Fuck! I wish I wrote that. Yeah, exactly. What a fucking genius! Yeah. I wish I, it's not like I oh, fuck that guy. I wish it's not like I wish he never wrote that. It's yeah. like I wish I wrote that because I'm happy that it exists. Because I'm still gonna <laughs> cherish that song. I'm still gonna play that song to the masses. And also, when I'm on my runs, I'm gonna listen to that song. So I'm still gonna. You still want to enjoy the product, but you wish you were the creator, not him. So are you, <laughs> do, you, do you? Is there like for me? There's so many records that are huge and i'm like i'm so glad i didn't write that record oh i mean yeah I mean, I mean it can i mean we look man we wrote a song called in the morning which is arguably like a pop cheesy house tune that came out on sony black bar and that literally threw everything off for us because we once we did that song and it was a big like i don't know like on all it's got like 20 million whatever streams on all yeah. different platforms and whatnot put together and like once we once we did that it was almost like you can't go back now. The next one's got to be 40 Better. million. Yeah, but after yeah. that's got to be 100 million. It's like, oh shit, that, we did that by chance. We didn't like mean to write a massive big pop tune. Do you know what I mean? Obviously yeah. it was a and to shit by like the lovely A&Rs at Sony. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> And they're all just like, more trumpets, more trumpets. <laughs> Have you considered to get a trumpet? Yeah. <laughs> I like your hi-hats, but have you thought of replacing them with trumpets? A&R, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Literally, I met A&R's. A&R's a major hey, label. What, hey, what a it's like a big, job. fat, juicy one. What, like, what a wanky job. Like, what, like, what do you mean? What were you even talking about over there? They Fuck feel off. so self-assured and they feel so self-righteous as if like, listen, listen to me and I will change your life. It's our go the, get the thing, the thing that I feel yeah. about A&R's is that don't get me wrong. There's some fucking amazing A&Rs out there. Good like, A&Rs. I some seriously yeah. good A&Rs. But then there's A&Rs that I feel 
and don't worry, I haven't really come across many, but this is just from stories. But it's like, I haven't come across one yet, but yeah, go on. But it's the A&Rs that are like, they've just become an A&R and they think they know everything about making music and they've actually never written a record in their life. Yeah. Well, but yeah. what's your track record even? Like yeah. with the A&R? Well, what, show, me your, show me your show me your track record, mate. What's your resume? Yeah. Oh, I see. You've got nothing to say to yourself. Fuck off. Yeah. I mean, they think they think because they have an opinion that, and, and maybe their opinion has got, got them to a certain place and they've been right a few times, signed a few hit records. But, they think just because they have an opinion, they could tell someone how to create their art. The, the whole the whole system of an A, the whole A&R system in major labels is absolutely corrupt. Because let's say, let's say I'm an A&R at uh, Universal. I discover Ed Sheeran. I don't have to do anything else for the next 10 years. I don't have to discover any new talent. I don't have yeah. to do anything. Ed, because why? Because I'm the guy that discovered Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I have a job. So my, my for the next 10 years, I'm just trying to keep my job, get a raise, Go to all the parties, go to AD and drink all the free alcohol and get all the free hotels and do whatever they these these guys do. And they show up, get my car, my Uber's paid for to the office and back. And that's it. That's their life. And then they walk around like with their big big ass egos. But really and truly, good ARs instantly find new talent and develop young talent. Huh? But he got Ed Sheeran, so I'm just what I'm saying. But a good AR would find Ed Sheeran and be like, cool, we don't rest on the laurels and go on every year they'll find new talent like it's not easy to find an insurance every year obviously these guys aren't around but like find different talent different things and too many A&R just get one thing and they're like that's it I'm set don't change it see that's the thing and and I think this just goes down to personality it's like I listened to Tiger's podcast the other day which was with Richard Russell which he obviously oh. he founded have you read have you read his new book no i haven't read it yet Yo. i don't i i'm i'm gonna hit, listen to it because i i yeah, yeah. i mean reason. sorry listen to it listen yeah. i've got an audible mate he's got like voice notes and yeah. excerpts from like people mate i was I know, like yeah. what so he would like he would like talking about like i don't know he'd be talking about the beastie boys yeah and then one of the guys from the beastie boys would like he'd be like and then when i met the beastie boys he said and then the guy from the Beastie Boys would say what he said. Yeah, yeah. I was like, mate, this is so interactive and mind-blowing. Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through it. It's so anyone awesome. that doesn't know who Richard Russell is, that he he founded XL Recordings. So he's the reason why Prodigy, Adele, was... Chemical Brothers. Chemi- Chemical but wait, wait did he have anything to do with uh, Beastie Boys? Basement, not Chemical Basement Jacks, uh, Dizzy Rascal. Gigs. But what Be- Beastie Boys? I thought that was Def Jam. Yeah, Beastie was Def Jam. It was, but he talks about how he was inspired because he's like, he's like a, a white Jewish guy who's in the music industry, and the Beastie Boys were also white Jewish guys in the music industry. Yeah. He was saying like how he could relate to them of being like that, trying to get into a black underground music scene, and how they were so influential. And for me, and like A and R in is about what he did. Like he 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 found movements. He created movements through the artist. He he wasn't obviously he is a producer as well. I think he yeah, uh, yeah. Jill, he he produced Jill Scott Heron's last album, which is like fucking ridiculous. But yeah, he he does he does big collaborations with people. Yeah, and you, yeah, and, he's a musician, multi instrumentalist, yeah, producer. Yeah, but I, I think, and I think that's the thing is like, if I was to be an A and R, I would want to be able to create movements in music not just worry about the next hit i have and i i I understand 
how major la- labels work when if if you're on let's say universal for example if you get a top top five in in the charts you get a pat on your back and go crack on where's the next one there's there's no like okay let's build an artist let's work an artist to the point where we don't care how many records they sell in the first two years but in the first in the in the three years in the four years this artist is going to be creating such a movement that no one can say no man the only people that's the only part the only label that's really doing that apart from excel is young turks who are also affiliated with excel but young turks i went to like a talk one time and one of the guys one of the A&Rs from Young Turks was talking. And this guy, he was a sick guy, such a humble guy as well. And he was like, we release one album a year. Yeah. But to release that, like they have one release a year, bro. <laughs> Think about it. As a business, that's mental. Yeah. How do you even run your business? But they release one album a year, but that album will be like Jesse Ware. Yeah. Will be like Jai Paul. Will be like, like these people will be in development for five years. Or be like uh, Sampha. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There'll be people that will become icons and it's, I feel yeah, like that way is uh, talk about changing culture and being a movement those things but they you need to be rich they're all rich you need to you need to not be coming from a place where you're like in the hood in the ghetto trying to make money but like you can't make those decisions when you're when you're when you're not no. financially comfortable so your position your decisions need to come not come from a money place they need to come from like a cultural place a, a social place almost and, i totally agree i think it's it's a bigger picture view yeah and i think i i don't think i think you can do that if you're still don't have any money i think it's just you just have to be patient and i think we live in we live in a day and age where there we i and i i can say it for myself i can't say it for everyone but i'm very fucking impatient and with the label with like all we have is now it's for me it's like really worked on my patience i'm i've pretty much got records up until the end of 2022 oh And, and it's just like have you, have you signed have you signed anyone no i haven't yet? signed anyone because i i want to do it i want to actually do it like a proper label i want to mm-hmm. i want to have artists that i really fucking care about and that i know are going to stick with me and that i can treat them like an indie major kind of to a certain extent where they can come on tour with me they can do all of that they we can build tours out for them we can make yeah. sure that every release gets like put in all the right playlists we can make sure that i i don't i don't want to go down that same route that everyone's like oh we have to release a record a month we have to do this we have to do that like i want yeah i want quality if i could release two three records a year of other artists and make sure that each each record is the biggest record that they have released maybe or at least significant exactly yeah because i because i think like even with even with the uh, with certain labels like even with all the biggest labels in our industry okay let's just say uh hot creations dirty bird i don't know drum code etc etc all they are all they are is about one person at the top that kind of benefits yeah that kind of benefits from everyone releasing their music and i don't i don't have an issue with that i i respect that and i get that but for me it's like i want to be able to 
actually give people what what they deserve on the amount of time they spend on the record and that's that's for me that's down to being a good a and r and actually finding the right music and not rushing to release other people's music it's about finding a record that you think is actually worth releasing all that all that that's amazing all that comes down to is one thing will will you and your ego allow the artist that you sign to ever be bigger than you on your label or not of course that's the key that, like like, like let's say with afterlife no one will ever be bigger than taylor fuss no that's it like with dirty bird claude von stroke with all of these labels you are never going to be bigger than that person because they are such iconic because they built the whole thing around that person. Yeah. I mean, like the whole it's it's not like they've they've set out to do to be like that in some malicious way. Not at all. It's because they've been they're such iconic people. Yeah. That how are you going to become bigger than them? Yeah, yeah. And for, for how me, will you become yeah. bigger than Claude One Stroke? On well, maybe Fisher. Fisher was maybe the one that's become maybe not in the music industry, but in the overall world. Fisher's the only one that's become bigger than Claude One Stroke, maybe in like the social media world, who's been on Dirty Bird. But I think, I think, I think let's look at Eats Everything. I'd say in, especially in Europe, Eats is much bigger than Dirty Bird. But the only, the only way Eats became bigger than Claude in Europe was by stepping away from, from Dirty Bird. Fisher, Fisher's, Fisher's record on Dirty Bird was still never bigger than Claude. No. But when when Fish went and started his own label, Catch and Release, losing it, he You're he right. became bigger. And right. and for me You're it's right. like, of course, I wanna be bigger than Claude von Stroke. Or I want to be bigger than Adam Bayer. I want to Who be, doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Like, exactly. You never go into you never get into music to be the second best. No. But for, <laughs> but for me it's like I want to be able to create a platform where artists can artists have what i have on a day-to-day basis as a team i want to be able to give that to other artists and i want to be able to be like i believe in this artist so much and i want them to be so fucking big that i don't care this isn't about the label now this is about what does the artist want like if the artist wants to do their own branding then let's do your own branding if you want to do a label night but base it all around that artist and then let's do that and i think oh, at the, yeah. it's a bigger picture thing it's like if you take if you take claude von stroke out of if you if you take dirty bird and claude von stroke out of each other so they're both separate things mm-hmm. and let's say for instance claude sold dirty bird okay to sony or something like that there's no longer any dirty bird no, and there's yeah. there's no longer any Claude von Stroke because they both go hand in hand. If yeah. you know what I mean, I they don't mean that. Each other. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way to any of them, but it's where this is where Jamie's done really well with with Hot Creations because he's created two brands. So he's got the label and then he's got Paradise. Yeah, exactly. So Paradise. you take Jamie out of Hot Creations and he still has Paradise. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Paradise, Paradise, mate, Paradise. Paradise has moved to Amnesia now, by the way, from DC10, yeah. which I'm a little bit like, because uh, I, I love DC10. It's my favorite club in the world, like like everyone else's. And Circo Loco... Yeah, they've been there for like 10 years. Yeah, years. Circo, Loco, Circo Loco and Paradise are both go down at DC10. But whenever I go to Paradise, it's just way, way more vibesy than Circo Loco. It's just different. Yeah. 
I, yeah. But now, now that it's going to amnesia, it's going to be a lot bigger. The space, fucking up. Amnesia is a, it's a lot though, man. Like that's gonna, it's gonna be all well, eventually. Let's just say 2021. It's gonna be fucking packed. I always felt like I can find my way in DC 10 better than I can in Amnesia. Amnesia's, I, I struggle to be able yeah. to get. Some once you, once you, once you're in the terrace in Amnesia, forget. It. Yeah, I think I Amnesia is a, is like a classic Ibiza club. Yeah. It's like probably the only one remaining that hasn't like really changed their thing. It's what you think of when when you think Ibiza. Like for me, I used to when I used to live there. Like I I used to like record podcasts for like I used to do all the Radio One Essential mixes and stuff, and we used to record really? it and all of that. Wait, and, when did you live there? How long ago? Uh, I was eight. Well, I've, the first year I was seventeen when I moved there. Um, seventeen, eighteen, so two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. And then I did three, four years out there. Whoa! Yeah. Well, like whole season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah. So, yes, like, lad. but Amnesia <laughs> was like the club that it wasn't like the best club on the island for me. Space was the best club on the island. It, like, yeah, space was my favorite. We're lucky. We're lucky to go there. The last year it closed. Yeah, space was definitely. Every time I go there, it felt so. I felt like I was really. What's high? Be- I haven't been to high. I, no, I, have I? High's I cool. High, high's, high's high. Like? They've, they've, it's different and they had to do a different club. They couldn't just repackage space. So yeah, yeah, the, it's a lot more like the main room is a lot more epic and a little bit more Vegasy. If you know what I mean, yeah, there's like exactly. more VIP stuff. More and glitz and glam. Like yeah, yeah. But don't get me wrong, the production is insane. The sound is amazing. Really? The terrace... But it does just feel a bit more of like, just like... A club. Uh, yeah, like yeah. an arena venue kind of vibe. Yeah. It's not like... I was in the small room when I was there two years ago now. I didn't go last year. Yeah, two years ago. But yeah, still good. But Space was the fucking shit, mate, honestly. Yeah, Space. space. Mate, Carl Cox at Space was... Just next. See, I I used to work at We Love Sundays, um, which was every Sunday for God knows how many years. And we we, we ran the podcast from We Love Sunday. So we'd record all of the DJ sets and we'd interview them and shit like that. And I literally spent 16 hours, 16 to 20 hours at space every Sunday, just (laughs) recording DJ sets and kind of doing all of that. And that, for me, that was the, that was my favorite time where the, them as p- promoters would, they would bring Grace Jones to, and then they'd bring Disclosure before Disclosure was Disclosure. Yeah. Like Chemical Brothers DJ sets. All gym. the time. Like all the, the time. And yeah, when that left, there was it. That, it was game over. over. After game over. All you had was, yeah. was Coxie there. Um, but yeah. I don't know. It's, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, moving to Amnesia. I think Amnesia went through some tough times through... I, they had, like, a load of political stuff going on with the owners and stuff. I don't know what happened, but... Money coming out of the walls and shit. Pretty much. They Ooh, got, do you remember that? Literally yeah. <laughs> got the biggest raid Yeah, Get a little ever. treat on your way out. Yeah. Do you, remember that, do you remember that beef they had with Marco Corolla as well? Where Marco wanted to play Pasha. Marco was, I'm not playing Amnesia anymore. Yeah. And they were like, but you have a contract. So he was like, sue me. And they sued him for like 2 million euros. And Marco was like, that's chump change for me. <laughs> and he just and he just went to Pasha, just smashed Pasha. He was like, now what? 
Yeah, I and I think that's what's happening. Probably, I I don't know. I can't quote on it, but probably ten years at at DC ten is a long stint. It's time for a change, and yeah. also probably wow. somebody's somebody's offering a bit more money. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I know. Like, let's cash in. Take the pain. But also, where's the new fucking ID for me? Where's the new beeper? In what sense? Feel, doesn't feel the same. Where's the new beeper? People are saying Croatia. I remember Croatia. the time they were trying to say Croatia was the new uh, This is bullshit, man. This is bullshit. This is, is it? This is hap- like every single year. Someone's like, oh, Croatia's like the new place or <laughs> India's the new place. It's like, fuck off, bruv. Ibiza's not going to go anywhere. Like it is what it is. It's still going to be the place where everyone's going to go. Yes, it's changed over the years, but life changes is what it is. It's, it's Croatia vibe. Have you been there? Yeah, Croatia's cool. Um, what was it? Hideout and what'd you call it? No, like? I, I went to Defected out there. So it was, it's not, it's very UK. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think, I think Ibiza still has it. Everyone moans about it, but everyone still turns up. Yeah, of course. I, uh, I, I'm one of those that bitches about it. And then the next year, I'm like, I'm yeah. the best. I went to high and I definitely did pay 25 euros for a small bottle of that water. It's bullshit. Whoops. Bullshit. I, mean, that, I, I know we were talking about that, but fuck them for that. No, seriously. 15 euros for a tiny bottle of water, mate. I said when 25. You know, people are dehydrated in the heat. Can't, nah, that's. <laughs> Let's be honest, they're not dehydrated because of the heat. It's the disco flower. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to talk about the people that don't like disco flower. Hey, power to the flower. <laughs> flower power. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Right, on that note, I think we should wrap this up. We've been going for two, two hours. Uh, Two and a half hours. Two hours. Smashed it, lads. Um, Love you, man. So how can how can people follow you? Uh, Instagram. I'm putting the figure out there after typing in Jaded. Yeah, just search Jaded. Jaded Official. Not Jaded London. That's the clothing brand that actually used to sponsor us and send us free clothes. But I think we will grow grow a little bit large in certain areas so their clothes don't fit us anymore. And their clothes will have glitter on them. So we... We've stopped taking their clothes. So it's not Jay the London, it's Jay's official. Uh, yeah, on all platforms. Uh, YouTube. We're starting yeah. TikTok as well. We're getting our TikTok. What's our TikTok? Yo, you lot are not ready for Mr. Big Tasty and his TikTok. I'm I've telling got, you. I've got, well, what are you you, I've got to send you the fucking best meme ever. Uh, it's going to take me ages to find it. Hang on. One are second. you on TikTok, Will? I am, but I don't use it. Um, one second. I've got to show you this. Guys, We're all in the same boat, TikTok. <laughs> Are you in bed, Big Tasty? I have been this whole time. Have you actually? I'm pretty comfy on my sofa. I'm not complaining. I like it. The new sofa is a bit of a oh, vibe. Look. look at the little the silver little... It, oh, is that a zip? And this is, this is my... This is my plant. His name is Talleyrand after the French <laughs> diplomat. Oh, <laughs> Talleyrand. Oh, um, Big need... is a shit name. Get used oh, to fuck it. Off, Don't go there. I need to find this meme so badly, but I I can't. I give up. I'm gonna find it, and so, I'll send it to you. 
Then over later. But don't do TikTok. Come on. What? I'm doing it. Do TikTok. <laughs> but do, do it well. TikTok. <laughs> do it better well, than man, the only thing with TikTok, man, that there's a whole lot of things that can be done that don't necessarily mean having to do a stupid dance or or miming random scenes of a film like that. Man, there's people out there that are like rehearsing like a whole minute it's of mad, dialogue just to put up on their TikTok. It's a bit much. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we, we will find we will find our angle on TikTok. We will. We shall. <laughs> Oh, I've got to find it. My TikTok's already consisted of making fun of Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. That was, I mean, listen, that's, I'm that's just jumping really on like... trends, isn't it? I didn't invent. Listen, I didn't invent that in it. Like that's a normal thing on TikTok. Like it's very much like, yeah, let's just let's create a thing of making fun of Stephen Hawking. I mean, like, oh, okay, cool. I guess Mate, he makes fun of himself, so I feel like it's all right. He doesn't really give a shit, really. Isn't he dead? What, what was Stephen saying recently? <laughs> Isn't he dead? He dead? Who <laughs> killed him? They killed him? <laughs> I don't think he's saying very much, mate. Him, mate. <laughs> I thought he died. <laughs> All right, let me, let, let's, let, let, let's fact check this. Someone Google it. Mean, here we go. Check, on it. check this Let's out. He, he was... Men who use TikTok, yeah. <laughs> that's, me and, that's me and Taylor together. <laughs> Let me see. I, I can see it in the... Can you see it? I'm Let holding see. it up. Oh, fuck. I can't see. Oh, yeah. The guy getting lips up by his chick against the fence. Well, that's what I mean, though. Let's let, let's choose the, the content widely. Let's not, like... Let's not... Let's not go down there. Yeah, we're not going to be like, out we there can doing do better, dance moves. You know? We're not going to be out there doing dance moves. I think this is when you when the comedy comes out. I think so. Well, listen, we're gonna. Look, I'm gonna send you a few. I'm gonna send you a few TikToks, and you'll see the kind of shit that I'm working with. And then it's like, oh, maybe there is something that can be done. You know? <laughs> oh, Big tasty. Yeah. Do it. Big tasty, right, lads. Thanks for coming on. I love thanks you. Thanks for having us, Will. Man. Keep safe. Fucking legend, bro. Let's. Uh, um, let's when we're allowed. Let's get in the studio. Yeah, and when we do yeah. our podcast, you have to come on there as well. Of course, um, we can do four hours. Of course, yeah. And we need another two hours. We, we can do. Go on for on we could just keep going. Let's let's do yeah. a let's do one in person next time. I bring my mics and we'll we'll yes, do please. it all. Yes, let's do it. That'll be sick. the way forward. Right, love lads. you, Will. You're a love you. Keep Thanks safe, boys. Take Good care. Up, love you guys. Ciao. Right. Power to the flower. <laughs> See ya. So that is a wrap. Finished. Complete. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. That was proper laugh. Uh, if you do like listening to the podcast, please hit subscribe on whatever you're listening to. Please share it with your friends, with your family, with your gran, whoever. Um, it's the only way that it just keeps the podcast going. Keep safe and I'll see you next time.